PLEs of like, oh, hey, we're going to Germany now, or maybe we're going to go to France. Who can say? But when the old man's been funneling all your money to like hush money for all the sex crimes <laughs> he's committing, but you got a, you got a lot of time and a lot of money to free up. You can go you can go places. You can afford the plane to get your dudes open to Germany. That's true. Though, so they're going to do the Germany paper. Like, oh, that's cool. SummerSlam Cleveland. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, that's a that's a stretch, man. Well, you get one for me, one for them. So yeah. one of those is one for Cleveland? them. One like, for I, when you think of summer, when you think of the biggest party of the summer, do you say Cleveland, Ohio? I think of I think of a lot of brown and who plays there. <laughs> True, I don't know. He's spitting. Something works. They want the they just want the Baker Mayfield um, voiceover intro. There you go. Yeah, uh, the show voiceover intro. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, I heard you guys know about people who are <laughs> shitty to women. Well, <laughs> that's my whole scheme. Yeah, you guys hiring? <laughs> <laughs> Because he's been really shitty this year. He really did a thing where like, people were like, oh, are you? And I tried to play. He's like, I understand people want to see my downfall. I was like, no, nigga, people want to see you in jail. Yeah. We want to see you <laughs> behind bars. That's not a storyline, my guy. That's the end yeah. of the line. Yeah. 27 counts. 20. <laughs> like, listen, man. I think one account, one, one count. Of uh, sexual cor- corrosion is enough, right? That's a lot, but you can like. I think you can reason like. There's like you could make an argument when they come at you with twenty seven. There's no argument that can be made. That's what happened to R. Kelly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a and lot of things happened to R. Kelly. Holding everyone really. <laughs> yeah. Every dude is just not um. What's his name? But he's getting. He's starting. He's 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 cooking. Uh, Who Jonathan Majors? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the British one. Though they did, you see, they arrested his uh, his former partner. Did they actually arrest her, or I know they were threatening to, or whatever. Uh, I, you know what? Instead of wildly speculating while recording, I'll look this up right now. Hold on, this is not what this episode is about, people. No. Uh, this is. I just saw 20. his like uh, Frederick Douglass part in like oh. a thumbnail from, I guess Loki. Oh. Uh, I haven't well, seen any. I didn't care for the last season of Loki. I haven't seen any more about that. I loved that. the first season of Loki. I thought it was great. It just I mean, wasn't I, for it me. Wasn't, I didn't love the end, really. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like those shows is like you can kind of see the the consequence leave after a certain point. And like once you, there's a point at the end of that show, like in the last two episodes, where it appears everything that's happened up until this point means that like it's over for everyone that happens to. And then mm. it really isn't. And you're like, oh, everyone's actually, you don't die. You just go to the trash, you just go to the trash dimension and everything's right. fine in the trash dimension. Uh, okay. Is All right. So I do have the Hollywood, like I think, I think it's like one of those things where maybe like, it doesn't seem like it's right, but I want to, before I read this thing, I want to comment. Jonathan Majors needs a comb. Like he doesn't, like how many, how many photos can this guy be in with his uncombed hair? He is. Like, he's going for a very, <laughs> a very particular look. 
Yeah, it's like twelve year old getting yelled at his mom before going to church. Look, like I was thinking, like <laughs> extra fences or something. <laughs> yes, for sure. That's what I was he's uh, going for. Yeah, he's going for a very, a very clear like. I ain't got to like you. <laughs> press, press ganger, carpetbagger look. Yeah. Uh, but uh, from the article, this is from the the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Arrested Jonathan Majors' accuser draws criticism slash confusion. Uh, one expert, one outside expert, views the arrest as a publicity stunt. Major side says uh, has said that the decision not to uh, prosecute Grace uh, Jabari was a serious injustice. Okay, so he's basically turned around and now charged her like now is actually putting in the charges for assault on her so i don't know we'll see how that goes another you know what's what's a what's a summer without another celebrity court case uh um, moral of the story don't get enough counts that you can count them yeah <laughs> yeah that's the moral of the story uh but hey welcome to the thing uh it's we're doing these more regular now. So how you like that, people? Uh, I'm of course one of the hosts. I am T.L. Foster, and I am joined by one Jarrett Green. Hi. And then also joined by one Emmett Watkins Jr. When I go to One Music Fest this weekend, I really hope Megan Thee Stallion tells me that she likes my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> She just points down from the stage. You. <laughs> I, here's God, the, I hope so. Here's the thing about Meg, right? Like, I don't know if you want that energy in your life, bro. I'm not sure if you. Look, I would like that energy in your life. I, I look, first off, at this point in my life, I would have to share that energy. <laughs> that's yeah. Two. So that's number one. Number two, uh, I don't think I wanted that energy in my life until she was like, "Hey, I like Crunchyroll a lot," and no, that's what—that's the energy I mean. That's the energy I mean. Like she seems like, oh, like she's she, more of a dweeb than me. <laughs> she seems like she is really in the anime, bro. And well, like I'm, I'm glad about it, but like also, I don't know if you want to date that. Look, look uh, this my, coming from the dude my, with a One Piece avatar. By the way. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why I know. That's how I know. <laughs> you know. You know. I know. Trouble I'm waiting for. <laughs> I know. Look, I already invited that already with uh, with Gabby. So like, she's mm. trying to get me into Naruto for Christ's sake. <laughs> don't do like, that. Hold out. I don't know. As someone, know. as someone who's had to, who's watched and had to review a number of Naruto games, hold out. You don't need to do that to yourself. As in, don't start or wait. Don't longer. start. Yeah, like get her on some. Ask Gabby to watch like Jujutsu Kaisen. Like watch a good show. See Jujutsu Kaisen. We watched the first episode, and that's one of those animes where it's like we're subverting all the tropes. And as someone who's not familiar with the tropes, I'm like, this is just a lot. Dog, no, <laughs> I would say they aren't subverting all the tropes. It's the creator of this hates his audience. It is a great time, so you just gotta you gotta go in there. And oh, it's Kojima. Yeah, he, exactly. He's he's definitely yeah, Kojima. I'm going to create a game where you walk as a UPS man with no car for 20 hours over a over a mountain, and then that's when it's snow. Uh, here's here's the creator of Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Krace's character, who is basically like the strongest character in all of anime and all, and like especially in this world. 
uh, but hates him, like a- objectively hates his own character, does like uh, these like uh, popularity polls. Uh, Gojo keeps winning. And then he's just like, all right, I'm going to take him up the comic for two years, brings him back this year. And then spoilers for Jujutsu Kaisen, if people are listening, decides to just kill him. And he's like, nah, get rid of this nigga. Like, <laughs> I don't need this. Uh that's the kind of hater that I aspire to be. Wow. Uh, As someone who watched all of The Walking Dead up until a certain character died, yeah, I understand that vibe. <laughs> I, I think Walking Dead is different, especially like the show. The show Walking Dead, yeah. that's, that's a different kind of... Yeah. Well, the, I, I stopped watching that when I was like, oh, Shay's still in the paint? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I need him out. Like, because he's not in the comic for a while. Like, he's in the comic for, like, I think, like, a volume. Of the comic, and then he's okay. gone. And then, like, never, I, was, I was never a um, like when this one character dies, I can't fuck with the show thing anymore. Mm. Um, until um, Orange is the New Black when um, oh, Usain mm. died, and I was like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Why would I watch the show? <laughs> What's the point? I think I got, I got two seasons of that show, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I got to the season right before that happens mm-hmm. and just didn't watch the new season because I was like, oh, that's what that's kinda, right? I was like. I had to catch up with the season before and I got spoiled mm-hmm. on that. And I was like, well, I don't care anymore. Actually, then I'm not yeah. really attached. Yeah. R.I.P. my girl. R.I.P. But this this episode, this actually themed episode. You know what uh, else is the new black? Yeah, the new- <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, this is why we so need a soundboard. We need air horns for this. Yeah. Air, air. Uh, so for this episode, uh, Jarrett came up with an idea of about what if we did our our definitive list? Well, we're, we're going to do a listicle. It's come to this. We've become listicle people of our top five. The top five best rappers, I think, white rappers, white rappers. Let me clarify that. Not best rappers. I don't want you niggas out here. I'm not talking name. to you about KRS-One. Please. I don't want to talk no. to you about Kendrick. I don't Listen, want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm a backpacker. I don't want to hear from you, dog. I get it. Yo, I get it. 2003, Lupe? You're right. Ain't nothing better than that. You, shut up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you about Slaughterhouse, just not right now. <laughs> uh, but we are going to do our top five white rappers. Uh, Jared, what was the what's the what was the uh, the the start of this, the catalyst of this? I mean, we kind of been doing this, teasing this bit for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, kind of started with your uh, zealotry for John Cena. Absolutely, that, it exp- that his his uh, talent expands past a gimmick, past a TV kitsch. That it actually. That he does have a crossover uh, worthiness in rap. I feel like we've sort of flown around the topic because of this multiple times, and I figured, why don't we? Why don't we just follow the bit through? Why don't we just? Yeah. Do it? <laughs> uh, yeah. So we are going to uh, we are going to go through. We're going to go through our list. Uh, we're going to talk about it, and then we're going to try to come up with our definitive. Because I like we have a lot, there's a lot of crossover, a lot of parallels. So I think we can come up with our definitive welcome to the thing, top tier, top five white rapper list. I will say before we get started, uh, 
I'm terrified. And, and I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to pass the buck to everybody else because my I think my list as the person who did it first, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some heat checks just because. Um and everyone else filled their list. Mac Miller is not on our list at all of top five white rappers. I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not here to pretend that I am a pitchfork columnist, that I'm mm. I got my ears to the ground, that I, I'm I'm not giving anyone five mics in any magazines. My the first time I heard a Mac Miller song was after he died. Like this man is not a part of my life at all. That doesn't mean he's not good. It means I don't care. I mean, honestly, mm. I just don't care, man. I'm not gonna. I don't care. Sorry. In the words of series, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. I mean, this with all with all due respect. Yeah, we don't care. I'm, I'm in a similar spot with Mac. I I like him on features. Like him on an Ariana song. Like him on that Prime song. I like him on stuff I've heard him on. But I'm like, eh, I don't. The have The NPR Tiny Desk goes hard. But yeah, like, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. He's a good kid. I don't know, man. But yeah. this is a mad city. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, also, uh, I think, I think we have some rappers that might be adjacent to, uh, this thing, uh, but not a lot of nerdcore rappers because, and I'm going to sand 10 toes on this, nerdcore sucks. Objectively, it's bad. It's bad rap. It is, (laughs) it's a lot of. I can say a reference very fast, and I know how to rhyme somewhat. Like people call Lin Manuel Miranda corny, and his raps corny, and they're right to do so. But is it any less? Is it is it more corny than somebody rapping about like uh, uh, fucking Metal Gear in the most basic way possible? Not at all. Being I mean, obnoxious is not a skill. It turns out, yeah. But we've been kind of. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it. I don't want to say that it, you know. That is illegitimate because it's not true. I will say that they're speaking to a particular sort of people, who are obnoxious people. Yes. Or at least obnoxious in certain environments. Yeah. They go there to be obnoxious. It's not like I'm saying that these people are just, you know, bad people or whatever. That's not what I mean. But I mean, well, like, you, like you ever been to a con? You ever been to Comic Con? These motherfuckers are ready to go to Comic-Con, and these are not the people you would meet outside of Comic-Con, hopefully. You'd meet normal people. They're not normal people when you go there. Nerdcore rap are just not normal people. Rapping about some not normal shit. For the people who are ready to receive that, you put that, you put that, on, you put that on the ox, you're scaring the hose away. The yeah. Yeah. This is fair. This is fair. Which is fine. Listen, sometimes you got to. Sometimes you just want to listen. Yeah, I feel like like half of these songs was those, if not more. (laughs) I was saying, like, sometimes you want to get your potato chip ass rap, like uh, rap that has like no substance to it. That you're just like, I want to listen to that, and that's like fine, right? Um, But not for our list, and also, (laughs) I think like MC Chris is the only good white nerdcore rapper. He's not really a nerdcore rapper; like he raps about Star Wars. That's literally about I, mean, it. I would say he is because he spends all his time with them right like he doesn't he yeah, tours yeah, with them. Yeah. like he's on all the shows like he's maybe the only one that has like genuine crossover appeal yeah in a way that like maybe mega ran also does but like yeah, yeah if, if, if all i ever see you doing is uh on mixtapes with other nerdcore rappers and all your only places you're playing are at fest with the nerdcore rappers and you are you what you are man 
Yeah, yeah. Like, like MC enough. Front a lot. Like you're not covering up. You you did not make the list. I'm just gonna say, no. nah, dude. You just <laughs> yeah, Paul, sorry, Paul Barman. Get out of <laughs> here. Uh, so how do we, do we start from one? Do we go down one to five or how do we? I would say five to one. You got to build suspense, right? Exactly. Five to one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That puts me in a, that puts me in a bad position because it has <laughs> me put <laughs> as a, a very specific person as number one. But you know what? Uh, hey, like you I'll, said. I'll hold hands with you on that slightly. Like you said, <laughs> there's a bit, there's a bit. You got to live with the bit. So, um, so for number five, we'll we'll start like this. Uh, I, w- I want to hear I want to hear how you defend it because I almost did this too. Uh, Emmett, you're number five. Was one was yeah. one Dave uh, Ludicky himself. I hope that ain't even my concern though. You know I'll be working till I get what I deserve. Whatever totems I can personally, you know I'ma earn those. This ain't even about some shit up on a checklist. This about the fact that I'm about to test this. I'm about to figure out what my best is. I can't avoid it because now your boy invested. And I ain't got a choice except to smile and accept it. Pretty reckless. Pretty restless cause I've lived my life expecting love to come the second my attempt was done And yeah, I guess to some extent I was correct because I'm getting buzzed But now I'm about to be ubiquitous Look it up, yeah, or that's at least what I'm assuming But as Look, alluded I, to, reality is looming And now you're dude about to make a move and take the truth and hope to God that when true to what It was almost baby proving, but honestly, Ultimately, okay. I decided not to put baby Tron <laughs> on here because when I think about it really hard I think Lil Dicky has the ability to actually rap mm-hmm. where Babytron can just do a bunch of punchlines. Now, punchline wise, I think Babytron's a funnier rapper, but Dicky is probably a slightly better musician. Now, I know he's not trying to be a musician because he's like, oh, I'm a film star now. I'm in the TV. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, I transition, but baby. Exactly. <laughs> he, he got his bag a different way. So, you know, good for him. But when you listen to something like uh, Russell Westbrook on a farm, like I put in the doc, that mm. is like just an impressive piece of r- rapping, like an impressive feat of storytelling and all this stuff. Like he can make a good song. And on his, uh, I was going to say his debut album, his only fucking album, uh, Professional <laughs> Rapper. <laughs> on Professional Rapper, he has some good tracks on there as well. Personality is a song that I still go back to every now and then with T-Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he can put together a good song. He can put yeah. together some good flows. All of his freestyles I've ever seen from him are ridiculously good um well some are like really good others are like i can't believe you just said that shit (laughs) (laughs) i will say like he's good yeah i will say on his freshman cypher that year that is double xl freshman cypher he's the best rapper on that which is nuts (laughs) when you think about it i i like i i think the thing with little dicky is like the punchline in his raps are very cornball, so you're just like, well, this is cornball, but it's good. Like, he has really good delivery. His, like, quality is really good. Um, I think on that album, like, I think Make That Money is a really good bit song, right? Yeah. Great um, bit. Like, <laughs> especially, like, being in, like, uh, we can't play for this full feature, so we're done. <laughs> like that's a that's good. That's like that's a that's a fucking good. Like I think Dicky has like a lot of really good songs. Um, I just think like I think the thing that hurts him, I think a little bit is like when you actually look at the substance of some of the raps, you're just like, uh, okay. Uh, and I think there is a thing of fatigue, right? 
like I think people can get very fatigued, especially like if you're quirky enough, people can just be like, oh well, I don't want to hear this anymore. And I think Lil Dicky is like kind of straddling that line, right? Like I put Lil Dicky and like Gambino kind of in that same kind of like territory. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's I like maybe. I feel like I feel like Dicky is almost more like um what's Andy Sandberg's group? Oh, Lonely, Lonely Island. Island. Almost put like, them on my list. Yeah. Where where, you know, they're using like tech like technique and skill to just kind of be funny. Like the whole right. thing is kind of just a joke. Where, you know, I think Bino is like attempting to make music. I don't think I've ever like I can't think of a Dickie song I like put on just to listen to. Mm, where where the mm-hmm. where the point wasn't also like to laugh with people who would also like the song and would think, find it funny right now in this moment. Like I'm not mm. turning Dickie on like when I drive to work. <laughs> like that's not really gonna happen. Um I think I've only ever personally referenced it Dickie's shit when I'm making a joke. Like what a name I like, like that's that, the he purpose. Invites it. Yeah. Right. But I mean, that's the thing. Like he that's the that's the point, right? And I think what and I feel the same way about Lonely Island. Like I'm not listening to I'm on a I'm boat. On a boat. Like just a vibe, right? Like, like no, it's funny. Like I, I'm, I'm, it's like watching a funny movie. Like I'm yeah. doing this on purpose. I don't put the funny movie on just to vibe. Here to to engage in fun. Um, I don't think that that happens with lots of music that way. Sometimes you can kind of just put something on it, like kind of takes you into a mood. I don't think I could do that with Dicky. Yeah, uh, but like you said, Dicky, like you know, you'll hear that be freak, and then you'll watch a seven minute. Uh, freestyle and <laughs> funk flex is going crazy because he was because he's like spin spin it's, it's a weird dichotomy uh which is why i mean part of his fame right like mm. that's why and i don't think he ever wants to try to be like too legit like he's not trying to get cosigns really he's not trying to really make a thing so like nobody really expects that from him nobody really holds it against him really either it seems yeah um, i mean that's that whole uh the professional rapper song with snoot dog right like he's literally saying like Hey, I just wanna I just wanna be a fucking comedy guy. Like Snoop's like, oh, you gotta be real. He's like, what if the, my being real is I kind of suck and I have a small <laughs> dick, I'm gonna make jokes about it. Like <laughs> which is like that's there is a space for that, right? And I think mm-hmm. like he does that space. I think he does that space very well. And if you like it's in a millennial expression, like in the same way that like a lot of people that age are kind of like self-deprecating, very like self-aware. And use that to create art that's very like irreverent, quote unquote. I, I, this is just another version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you still you can't escape the white guy using rap to elevate his career, but not really like appreciating rap in and of itself. That's like kind of a theme with a lot of people, both on these lists and like off these lists. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he absolutely escapes that, but. Um, he definitely isn't. Uh, he's not using it in a way that feels as, as exploitive as like I don't know, like Machine Gun Kelly or something. He just like yeah, kind of got bullied out and <laughs> has no interest in coming back. Well, he dips his toe in every now and then. He's every now and to- again, when he has yeah. to like freestyle in his backyard about his ex girlfriend or something, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or try to start so- beefing Eminem or something. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like oh, I'm gonna fight with Eminem now. You got another kid I can talk shit about? Yeah. <laughs> good lord. But yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dickie's good. Yes. I think. Dickie's I good. 
I, I don't I don't hate Dicky on your list. Like I said, he was on my list. I don't hate Dicky. Here we go. All right, we'll save the bullying for further down the road. <laughs> I don't think you have. I don't think you have a more bullyable list than I. I, 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 have uh, a I don't know. Like, I think number four is kind of bullyable, but we'll go there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just, I just saw. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. Uh, so, Jarrett, you had two for number five. And this isn't to to. I know what this sounds like. Mm-hmm. When I say Bubba Sparks and Paul Wall are tied. I, I can understand how you could we could say Jared that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> two white dudes, two two big white dudes from the south did the same guy to you. I would say they're two different white dudes from the south. Though. They are different Very. white dudes doing different southern things. Like yes, uh, Paul Wall, North Carolina. Uh, no, Bob Sparks in Atlanta. Or am I switching that? Uh, no, uh, Bob Sparks in Atlanta. Paul Wall, Houston. Houston, that's right. Yes. Leaning like a gas gauge, straight above the dome, freestyling like handbrakes, making that candy dance. I'm throwing off the Cali plans. I'm prancing on the sling, crawling down like fire ants. My mind in the trance. I'm shopping in stars' pants, stacking Franklins and Grands from South Bank to Spring Branch. Okay. I'm posted like a stamp with my mind on cash. I'm wheel gripping and steel tipping, brandy wine on glass. I got a screen in the dash, a quarter tank full of gas, smoking that. Past old, I hope I don't crash. Whipping this with your blast on flies and a mockingbird throat in the mode. Game cold as a ice cold, baby. Yes, but Paul Wall got really deep into the Swisher House shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a North Carolina thing. Um, but more importantly, like they were doing the same, they were doing a similar thing at the same time. Um, maybe maybe missed each other by like a year, but they were both like you can't talk about crunk in that era without talking about. As important to Kronk as mm-hmm. the Yin Yang Twins and Little John, and just as Paul Wall is as important to Swisher House, that whole Swisher House era, as like Chameleon Air. Like, you can't detach them. They're not hangers on. They are a part of that. They are a part of that culture. Mm. They both had like one or two like really inescapable bangers that were like, uh. some of it was kind of like exoticism. Like, oh, look at this white dude. He's rapping about guns and shit and he's got grills but it was also like he was they were on the they were on the you know top 40s they were in this they were spending every day on these radio stations they were in fucking movies they were in like fast and furious and shit like like they are part of like what was becoming like a subculture as importantly mm-hmm. as like the, the, the black rappers around <clears throat> and i think there's no you can argue that like Guys like you know Yellow Wolf or whatever were kind of more following Eminem from the South, but there is no Yellow Wolf in Alabama without Paul Wall in Houston. 
Like, right. Without, without getting the cosigns they got, like no one's listening. No one's looking for the, like Raekwon, the chef's not looking in Alabama for the next one. If right. That ever happens. Right. I would also say like, um, to kind of, to, to agree with you on this, I think Bubba Sparks, I think Bubba Sparks doesn't get enough credit for what happened during the explosion of the South that everyone, like everyone else did. Like, I to me it used to be Killer Mike, right? Because I think Killer Mike and Bo Sparks kind of have like that same kind of mind space for me, where like they're Dungeon family members, but like kind of not really. It's like one of those things where like they're not the I cool. Feel like they were like a, they were Dungeon family affiliates, really, like. <laughs> right? But they are like legit members for, of the right. Dungeon family, right? And um, and but Killer Mike has gotten to have his secondary like you know life. Bo Sparks, you know, has not. And I think, like you said, like, I think when you think of Bubba Sparks, like, you think of songs like uh, Back in the Mud Again, which is, like, this really, really fun, uh, like, hype anthem song that is, like, it is, it is, it feels like a mix of, like, what Crunk was in Atlanta, but a little bit more of, like, a Southern Roots to it. Mm. Um, and then you have, like, your regular Crunk song with, like, Miss New Booty, which is, like, that was a banger for Classic. that summer, right? Like, Bo Sparks, like, again, somebody else who's on my list. Uh, Paul Wall is on my list, and I will talk about Paul Wall later. Uh, but for the longest time, Paul Wall was different for me is I did not know that he was white. I thought yeah. he was one of our Hispanic brothers and sisters <laughs> <laughs> until, until very recently. Somebody's like, oh, no, that's a full-on white man. I was like. Yeah, you saw you saw that in the polo in the apartment picture everybody else saw. We're like, yeah. Oh, I was like, he's selling cars. This man selling insurance. <laughs> uh, but but he's like you said, I, I think, um, and I'll probably get more into it, like song selection. But I don't think I don't think of that Houston sound. I don't think of that that whole era of like sitting sideways, like the Mike the Mike Jones, um, you know, uh, Slim Thug era without Paul Wall, like. I, I I can't think of that sound without hearing what it do, baby. Like I, right. I'm just like I'm just like instantly like, all right, let's go. Like that's that's Houston. That's that is, that's that bop for me. It is as valuable or, or not even valuable, like vital to that period. Like you can't no if anyone did like a retrospective, you you would be remiss if you did not include Paul. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, my only hang up is like if you're if it's tied between Paul and Bubba, like Paul Wall for me is such an icon to the point where Paul Wall is now blowing up again right now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Bubba yeah. did not have the staying power, even though he, I think Bubba tried to come back a little earlier. Um, oh, I don't. Bubba's know, actually know. he's still out here making songs, but like he is abs- he is fully in the Bubba part of his name right. now. Right. Exactly. That's what he I'm say. It's he like Bubba's real last transition into I just I kind of rap over guitars, but slowly. Yeah. Yes. Well, Bubba Sparks for me is one of those people like, I don't really want to know your politics. Like, I oh, I, no. I will be great if I never understand what your politics are. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely has like white guy who who like who is around a lot of black people, but has completely different politics than well that was wasn't that kid that was like Kid Roxel shit. Yeah. Like, that's literally that's true. Yeah, really. <laughs> like they were all poor and they all lived together. It doesn't mean they had the same values, actually. Once they once they all got little money, they all went different directions. Right. Different so. churches. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah. Uh I think uh Paul Wall both sparks. That's good. That's a good pick. It's better. I say this. Your two 
both of you guys five is kind of, i think it's better than my five uh so for number five i chose asheroth Now, Asheroth uh, was part of the whole frat rap, frat, frat rap phase, uh, which normally, like I said, like uh, I shat on uh, 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 a nerdcore, and it's kind of like in that same like genre, but like a little bit, probably a little bit less douchey or a little bit more douchey. I don't know. Like those fans for both of those genres of music kind of suck shit. I will say though, I think Asheroth. I think Asheroth is the best one of those. Um, and I think like songs like I love college. I think like to me, that is a very specific me being a sophomore in college, <laughs> hearing that song being like, yeah, like I, I, I enjoy this. I, I dig with this. Like, I don't I think do he does anything college. that's complex. I don't think he's like this great wordsmith. Right. I just think, He's a lot of fun with his rap. And sometimes it's just like good to have a, a fun white guy rapper. And he doesn't do a lot of rap. Like his discography isn't like huge, huge, but you know, I think I think he I think he had some bops. I think he had some good stuff. I'll say the only reason I said I would hold your hold hands with you on this slightly is because he does have a verse on one of the most underrated posse tracks of all time. The remix to Justin Bieber's boyfriend. <laughs> mm. I love that fucking song. <laughs> Two Chains opener is great. <laughs> uh, what a what a sneak. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. But um, I like, Asheroff is fine. He's, yeah, I, I, I feel like I was turned off that under whole sort of little that era. Mm. Uh, maybe not even Asheroff's fault. It's probably more like Chris Webby's fault. Yeah, but. I don't know. I don't like Chris Webby, Hoodie Allen. I don't give a fuck, man. I don't care, bro. I was I was maybe that I was maybe college age, but wasn't in college, so I didn't care. Man. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not partying. I'm working. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think Asher, like I said, uh, with Asheroth, I I think like I don't think Asheroth is any more cor- corny than NERD, right? Like I think that Pharrell gets a gets a big pass because he's like the world's one of the world's greatest producers, but like Asheroth is just NERD. But a white guy, you know, and but doesn't play the music. Like I doesn't think play the music. Right, right, right. Is like they may also made like played all that music. Right. And Pharrell is like trying to find himself as a a singer songwriter rapper. <laughs> hey, I think like, that's so- he had to he had to like make he had to make the two NERD records and then hang out with real rappers before he figured out how to do it. Basically, yeah. I I think um, uh, 
uh, Max Kellerman once said, Pharrell is the best rapper producer and only in the fact that most producers who are rappers suck shit. Uh, and it's like Sounds Pharrell. It's for, yeah, it's Pharrell, it's Pharrell and Kanye. And I think if you go by both rap and production and look, listen, I, I like the idea of Kanye. I've rocked with a lot of Kanye stuff. Pharrell's a better producer. But well, that's not even uh, yeah. uh I think he's he's definitely more consistent. He's definitely more reliable. Like yeah. if you want to make a banger to get on the radio, Pharrell's been doing it for 30 years. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna make some video game ass beat and get a and do a little ooh 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 in the background and that shit's gonna pop. Like it's yeah. it's gonna happen. He's proved that it's gonna happen. You really can't doubt him. Pharrell, I mean Kanye's gonna find like 17 samples gonna pay three million dollars for to put together this like landscape and people are gonna be like, I don't know, it's fine. Yeah. Like people who want to really study it'll be like, yo, this shit's crazy, because you'll find all like the 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 references he's making to himself and to the to each other reference in the samples he's making, because he's like hiding these breadcrumbs from people who want to find them, and it'll still be like a you know, a six or seven out of ten song. Yeah. It'll be it'll, it'll be largely him stealing like uh like a future like loop or something like somebody he signed to his label just to, just to steal this shit. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) basically. I was going to say, like, I think about it. You're right. Like to me, my favorite ever produced track of all time is encore off the black album, which Kanye, I think like that's some of the best production. That's not the version of Encore people fucking know. No, yeah. People know Dumbcore, <laughs> the no, fucking no. Lincoln Park hybrid theory song, which is like good, but it's not a better produced song. So like it, yeah. it's it's a weird, it's a weird thing, man. For sure. But uh yeah, Asheroth, uh I, I'm okay with that being my fifth pick. Uh we're gonna go, well, we we're gonna kind go. Of started the Paul Wall conversation. Do you want to like continue it? Yeah, you know what? I will go there because uh, I do have Paul Wall. Uh, So Paul Wall is my fourth, my fourth pick. Um, as I stated, I think like being a very definitive sound, like in the 
early to mid 2000s, which is like 20 years ago now. And I feel old as shit, but like, but like being that definitive sound, like I said, I honestly think too, it's important that like of that Houston slim thug, uh, Mike Jones, like he's the best rapper of the, you know, of the three, I think has like, I think like his features are also so much better than like normally like when you have someone come on, right? Like I think of um uh uh Kanye's track Drive Slow. Oh, that's and his song. <laughs> when I yeah, when I think of that song, like Kanye's verse is fine, but when Paul Wall comes in, it trends that song becomes a classic as soon as Paul Wall starts doing that feature on that song. Like he's just so he's so great. Uh his delivery style, that very slow uh, rhythmic rapping is such like it's just such an iconic it, it's like it's like if rap was syrup it's just like so good like i mm-hmm. love paul wall. i think paul wall is tremendous and he's just like very naturally good at kind of just sliding in between to be doing his putting his 16 real quick and or eight sometimes like not even there for very long yeah sometimes like you got sometimes you got this thing you do and you just kind of fucking do it and some people try to like you know expand and like change the flows or whatever he's just like i'm not gonna do that mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm here to do yeah i mean I he give, yeah i was like go ahead of it. i was gonna say i'll just give him credit for for a lot of these like people we've been listening to for 20 years ago they sound the same forever or they're performing those same four albums from back then forever he is still putting he put out an album this year and then mm. also he's like still sounding decent. He was on like a, that Johnny Dane song that's going everywhere with uh, uh, Mexican OT. He's great on that. He's great on that Toby track. Uh, Toby, I don't want to fuck up his last name, so I'm not even going to try. That's um, very, very African <laughs> that's last good. name. Very good, African good, name. good. God bless him. Um, but yeah, he's sliding on these tracks now to the point where I'm like, damn, I really don't realize how good he was back then. That you go back and listen to like his verse on Grills that kind of took over the whole track for me as well. Like, I, shit, dude. I thought that song was his for the longest time. Like I was there when it came out. I thought that song was his for the longest time. And he made grills. Like he, like he, to me, like he's the most person I like, I, in my mind, when I think of like someone talking about grills, like, Oh yeah. Paul wall. Yeah. Which that was a whole era. Like people, (laughs) For you young people, for you white people who are listening, who were not around the Grills era, that was a that was a time, man. That was a time. And like I said, I just I I I that is a Paul Wall to me. Like I just as soon as I think of that song or I think of that era, and like I said, I think of like 2004, 2000, like from 2004 to like 2008, in my mind, like you said, Jared, like I have I I see very clearly Chameleonaire. I see Paul Wall, and that is like hip hop. Like, that was that, that was Chimil- that was Swisher House for a year and a half. Like those yeah. Mike Jones sprinkled in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mike Jones giving out his phone number, uh, <laughs> his actual phone number. Like you called it. That was Mike Jones. Like, damn. Who? Uh, and it's like I said. It's, I think it's also. I think I might be a little bit more biased too, just because like. Growing up in the Gulf, like being in co- in high school in the Gulf Coast around this time, like that is like the big thing. Because like Atlanta would come in and we would get Atlanta stuff, but like not really. 
you would get more of your Houston just because like locate like you get Houston, you would get your New Orleans stuff. So like just because like where we are location uh, based. So like getting a lot of like Paul Wall before we got a lot of Wayne was like very very important to me. Mm. And a lot of Webby. A lot of Webby. Like, oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> uh, Webby in my lifetime. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh Jarrett, uh let's let's go with your number four. I put all three of the Beastie Boys. That's my number four. Particularly more fond of MCA than anyone else. Because oh, MCA is the best rapper. Like it's clearly it, the best rapper. He's the best sounding. Like he's got like that sort of smoky, gravelly thing, and he's always got the best lines. Like he, I don't know if he writes them himself or they write them for him. Like I don't know if this is a character that they've created for this man or this is just who this man is. But yeah, if you're if you're ever like listening to b- lyrics of Beastie Boy songs, any of them doesn't matter which ones or the Rocky heavy one like Sabotage or whatever or the 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 more you know hip hop ones uh he's always the one that has the banger as it's the real singer and he kind of slides in and out between his brothers and it's like and you know i am like as you are you know more maybe offended if because of the gulf sort of relationship or regional regionality mm. that you are i'm from the northeast so beastie boys mean probably more than me than it would to someone south Right, I'm a, a tram, an hour train water from New York, um, a city I don't love, but it's like New York rap, New York culture is a lot of New Jersey culture too. It turns out, mm. um, <laughs> uh, we respect the Beastie Boys in this house. Yeah, I, I, so I am also uh, my my stepdad. Uh, who is for all such purposes my dad known him since I was one years old um, is from Philly right so like I grew up like I I I have a lot of affinity for a lot of down south rap but I also was growing up on you know on Chuck D on um, KRS One like on all that stuff from up north so like when Beastie Boys came on like I you know was I'd always like listened to Beastie Boys and always enjoyed them. Uh, but this is when I realized, like, I didn't want to put any groups because I agree with you. Like, I think I might have had BC was like around where you have him if I was to, you know, put them on my list. Um, but when Hot Sauce Committee came out, and I was like, all right, well, it's 2009. Like, we'll see what a BC Way album is. And when I mean I ran that from like start to finish, and I was just like, Jesus, it's so. It's so good. Like even uh, and that makes a noise song. Like like you said, like Ad Rock, just like he just comes in. Ad Rock, the pressure. Yes, like it's just like da 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 da. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's literally. I'm just like these guys are like in their fifties, just going. And it's just. I think it's as good as it's ever been. It's as topical as it's ever been. And like just. 
I don't know if there's a Beastie Boys album I don't like. I'll say that they're like, you know, if anyone's listening to this and like I, they're hearing names they haven't heard before when I go check them out, like Beastie Boys are kind of, they were, they were kind of old fashioned when I got into them mm-hmm. uh, because they are like from that, like the second wave of hip hop, like the first, the foundational wave in like the early eighties, yeah. they are from the second in the mid eighties. Like, so they rap like that. They kind of still rap like that. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not the same about the same shit in the same way, but you know, if you you've heard their cadence before, their cadence is like literally, like it's almost like Sanskrit, like it's the base, it is the bedrock of rap, um, and they haven't really tried to do much more complicated shit than that, um, but I think it's as people who are still only, I mean, they don't really do much anymore because only two of them, but yeah, they their sort of dedication to remaining that way, even though they did, you know, make a larger jump into like you know, crossover hip hop rap things, you know, by the end of the nineties, um, they, they have a dedication to that old sort of like boom bap rhythm pattern that sounds refreshing against all the other shit you'll hear. Cause no one else is doing it. It sounds kind of old school. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's, if there's like someone who's 21 listening to this and it's like, I will listen to the beastie boys for the first time. Uh, you might, this might sound like, uh, what I imagine, Sinatra sounds like to the person who's ever heard it before. <laughs> you know it's like what? listen, listen to BC Boys. It's like us. It's like our parents. Like you gotta listen. You gotta listen to Barry. Hey, what you know about this Al Green? <laughs> you know what? Ironically enough, this is all of everything you're saying is absolutely my experience with the BC Boys because I, 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 yeah. I am trying to yeah. take myself because I, like I said, I am 36, but I'm kind of. I'm kind of young for a BC Boys fan, if, yeah. if we're in reality, um, because they they were they were before, really before my time. Even though right. you know, I was still alive and they're still making their best stuff, but yeah, I think we're like I think we are very much at the cusp. Like, because Intergalactic would have came out when we both were like I think eleven and twelve respectively in like ninety nine. Um, so like that, like right. that's that's like a hey, we're doing a we're doing a victory lap album right and yeah. like for us it's like done their stuff by then. yeah basically <laughs> right and for us we're like wait what is this i i want to i want to know what this is so yeah i i think it's um i do think it's like kind of older but i, I said i rock with it man yeah. bc was good stuff i respect it even if sonically it's not quite for me but i do right. respect it they influence a lot of my goats so yeah. here i am all right. Speaking of your goats, oh fucking hell! Don't 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 freeze it like that. When we're Speaking good. of <laughs> your goats, uh, oh. your number your number four there, Emmett. Uh well, all right. Here's my number four. Before I even say this, defend let's make this. One thing, let's make one thing clear and make one mm-hmm. thing obvious. If you've been, even if this is your first episode listening to this podcast, but especially if you've been listening since the beginning or any previous episode, you will know one primary fact about me i am a corny motherfucker (laughs) so of course i have some corny taste in the art that i like therefore number four for me is logic Half 
full of dreams I know I'ma do it, go get it by any means Serving food for the thought like it's rock to the fiends I said this shit for years, but this life ain't what it seems Saying that you can't, just solidifies you never will Say you would, say you could, but you ain't got the skill You gotta climb the highest mountain to master the hill You gotta climb over your ego to master your will Gave up on your dreams for a suit and a pinch of goddamn now, here's my question for you. Go, go. I believe that Sir Robert Bryson Hall II. <laughs> oh, um, you motherfucker. You hmm. went on Wikipedia, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I believe uh, that's an African-American man. Or he would he would have you believe that. Well, it depends. Does he have hair? <laughs> that's true. Sure. <laughs> Is he standing in front of a, a flag or a wood panel? Like how how's the what's the white balance on the camera looking like? <sighs> Look, here's the thing about logic. Yes, he he is he's technically mixed, but here's what I here's what I want to employ because here, here's what it was. This is another situation where I was trying to avoid a tie, so I was like, go either way. It was either logic or Macklemore. <laughs> so and, it's funny because I I associate them together. Yeah. yeah. See, and here's 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 my thing, and I'm gonna let you go. But here's my thing: I may have chosen Macklemore. Mm, I don't think I would have done that. But <laughs> <laughs> look, Macklemore, Mackle, I'll say this real quick: Macklemore is one of those dudes where the heist came out and it beat Kendrick's album at the Grammy. So I was like, "Fuck Macklemore forever." Then, like three, four years later, I was like, "Why did it win?" And listened to it, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty good." <laughs> And then the next album after that was pretty good. Then after that, I was like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He, this I is mean, metal album, not, not for me. Listen, Andy Samberg made a whole movie shitting on Macklemore. Macklemore had to retire. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Samberg was like, big guns in me. get him out of here. <laughs> once, once he started Andy's making freestyles about Hillary Clinton winning, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good, bro. Um, but in any case, I was like, all right, Macklemore logic. And really, when it comes down to it. Yes, logic is mixed, but can we be honest here? <laughs> no, yeah, it's logic, right? Like it's logic. Like, yeah. It's Bobby Hall, my guy. <laughs> like, uh, there's okay, definitely a presentation got- thing about him, right? Like, and I, I yeah. feel like at, there's yeah. a point where it's intentional, or mm-hmm. or at least there's a there's a value to not um not being so outwardly associative with the fact that you are technically like if for intended purposes you are a black man yeah uh, passing is like a thing right it's a cultural yeah. thing that's been a part of this country for a couple hundred years now absolutely um, and i don't want to i don't want to do my part in uh producing more uh colorism baggage for young bobby hall mm-hmm. but Let's be serious. Look at the places he's performing. Look at the people he's associates with. Like this man is not on the BET getting. Awards. He's like, yeah, like yeah. Where he shows up is partially, you know, like where the demand is, but it's also choices he's making. Um, so you know, we're not taking away the fact that he is black, but he's on this white rapper list because that's how he presents. Absolutely. Like it, even if you look at him like pre under pressure era Bobby Hall, and mm. then maybe what. Incredible true story when he's like, Oh, I can talk about the fact that I like anime. Bro took off all his chains and started wearing glasses. Like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) So, like, but yeah, as far as like defending outside of the whole racial aspect, like, look, I understand logic is very 
he's he's corny. Look, he he's he's corny, but he wears that on his sleeve. He mm. knows that about I think, himself. I think he's well intentioned. Yes, gr- very well intentioned to it's the just, point where it's a little obnoxious sometimes. Yeah. But you gotta like where his heart's at. Like, look, everybody is an album that was like everybody w- was trying to be his uh, to pip a butterfly. Let's be honest, sonically as well as some instances. If you want to, sure, sure, make those mm-hmm. comparisons. But like, you know, you gotta admire the fact that he's trying to make like art that can quote unquote change the world. And even at the time, I appreciated that. Really, the reason I like logic is not because he's trying to like make grand pieces of art because let's be honest bobby tarantino three that supermarket album he ain't making grand pieces of art all the time but when he is rapping when he does get into his bag flow wise he hits a consistent flow he has that vibe that reminds me of the old school rap that i was a fan of because we talk about how beastie boys is like that late 80s rap the type of nostalgic rap I get hype about is like that AZ do or die that, you know, Illmatic Nas, like that mid to early 90s era is the the things I get nostalgic about. He absolutely hits that vibe a lot with his flow. Maybe not always with the production, but his production is always solid. Six does a really good job with him. Sometimes six is carrying him on a lot of yeah, songs. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But like ultimately you know he he has too big of a catalog for me to say oh anything logic is great but like i could give a solid like four or five albums that i'm like yeah these are good whether or not they're the greatest things in the world debatable but i could say about four or five of his albums are are good it's interesting how long he's sort of operated in this space where like everyone like respected like there was a point where i feel like everyone turned maybe not everybody turned on logic but he got he crossed a pale went mainstream and then most a lot of people saw logic and didn't like it but he yeah. had been cooking for a while and kind of had gained this following and i don't know what the difference is i don't know i, I wasn't following so i really don't know what the, the switch was for a lot of people but a lot of that early era i feel like was just a kid trying to do like i don't say emo rap but like trying to expand the possibilities here <laughs> um mm-hmm maybe influenced by the same sort of suburban sort of shock rap that, you know, happened, you know, in the nineties, the, the Eminem wave of rap that I don't know what, in, I don't know his, in, his influences or inspirations, but I would guess I'll Eminem. Say, no, um, <laughs> he is way more Nas. Like he literally made like three songs called dead presidents. Well, also didn't him, and, him and Nas did a thing. Um, I don't know if they yeah. collabed, but he's, he's rapped over Nas beats a million times. He's also oh, rapped over, yeah. he also had the fucking Wu-Tang Clan on the album. Yeah. The whole yeah. fucking Wu-Tang Clan. But yeah. that's, he's, I mean, that's the thing is, that's the thing is like logic is a, a he's a, a fucking kid from the nineties from Maryland. Like, yeah. They, like you either, you either were influenced by Jay-Z or you're influenced by Nas <laughs> And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of and like, hey, man, look, I love Nas, too. I think Illmatic's great. However, do you want to talk about some fucking annoying ass motherfuckers like the fucking Nas, the Nas, Nas rap stands and Tupac rap stands are the most annoying motherfuckers in the face of the earth. They there is no better rapper than either Nas or Tupac. And they will go ape shit. And they what's just, funny is like Nas has been having like a. A generational run since I want to say Magic, like what was it back in twenty twenty one? Right after the King's Disease shit, right the right after the second one because the first mm-hmm. one was all right, the second one was like eh, but 
the last like two years of Nas has been like incredible for Nas. Like, but there was like such a drought in the middle of Nas shit that like Nas people had to like really triple down. Like the the, the they had to be <laughs> on the front lines just in case y'all forgot about Illmatic, right? Or Godson or whatever. Hey. They had to I remind think- you. But now like, I, they can rest easy because Magic Three is good. Like they can just right. chill now. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, like, yeah, I was just. I, I think that everything wasn't great. Like I think Hip Hop Was Dead was his last good album until recently. Mm, that's probably fair. I like Nazir, even though that's the, less of an album, more of an EP. That's the uh, Kanye yeah, produced one. That was yeah. the one where he was like, "I don't got. I'm on a contract no more. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, gotta, I gotta be artful. Yeah." <laughs> He's trying I, to get on that good music shit. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. Nas fans versus Tupac fans. Say what you want about Nas fans, but Tupac fans are only people writing books about their husbands. Anywho. Yes. <laughs> I, I will also say, I will also say, this is my, this is where I will be targeted by the internet. I think people overblow how good Tupac was. I think Tupac is a great rapper. I low-key agree. I don't. I, I, agree. I, I think if you if you if you hold him strictly to his raps, you're right. I think what everybody's upset about is that he was on his way to do bigger things and, yes. and oh, caught course. up in the bullshit. Yeah, his, but like, his, his his uh role in uh, uh, uh Dead Poet Society was like good. Yeah, no, he's, he's like tremendous. He's uh, good at this. It turns out everyone's like, oh shit, his like juice is like. Transcendent. Uh him in Poetic Justice. Like he saves that movie. Uh kind of, yeah. Poetic Justice <laughs> like is, is a no is a nonsense movie, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But you just get you get Jan Jackson and Tupac. Yeah. Um I'll do it. But as a rapper, I like California Love. And Hey Mama is a good song to play to your mom. I'll say this. <laughs> Tupac died before he could make it to Pimp a Butterfly. That's all. That's true. That is true. He, that is true. he couldn't shake the art out of himself yet. Yeah. Instead, he got, you know, hit him up in Ambitions of the Rider. Like, he's doing yeah. gangster shit. Yeah. Hit him up, all right. pulled up the same way, <laughs> turns out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Jared, Jared, why don't you, why don't you, no, Jared, uh, Emmett, why don't you go ahead and Let's finish our. We're gonna go to our number three. Let's finish our Paul Wall discussion. Our Paul yeah. Wall series. Our Paul yeah. Wall series. The Paul Wallaby series. Um. Yeah. Paul Wall is one of those people I grew up listening to. You know. Yeah. I had a slightly because I had the Mike Jones in my ear growing up. You know, bumping music on my PSP. I got go. A lot of monikers, fresh from Santa Monica, getting blow like harmonicas. That smoke got me harmonious. I'm so gone like Monica, blowing backwoods only. The only papers is Houston Chronicles. A Hall of Fame. Hustler voted unanimous and anonymous, but boys be acting animus because my presence is rather ominous. Not to mention my pockets are fat as an obese hippopotamus. I avoid hate like obstacles talking down is so monotonous. Um, God. That <laughs> Mike Jones and the PSP goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Every artist on this list I listen to on a PSP, actually, nah, just, just, just Paul Wall. <laughs> Paul Wall and the next guy. Those are the only two on my PSP. Um, but yeah, Paul Wall is just one of those people I grew up with, man. Uh, every time he hopped on a track, that track became his. And mm-hmm. really, you know, it, it's it's hard because like I listened to all those tracks back then, but I had to ask myself in the last handful of years, how much have you been listening to Paul Wall? How much have you been listening to like his recent shit, his new shit in the way that 
Logic I listened to last year. Dicky, if he puts out a track, I'll listen to it right now. Um, you know, for some of these other people. But like I had to think about it, like, nah, his features have been killing it. And he still has that effect of if he's on a track, that track is his. To the point where I talked about that uh Mexican OT song he's on, Johnny Dang. Um, he has one small verse at the end of that song. And that song is just okay until he gets on it. Yeah, the song went <laughs> viral because of the eight he spits on the end of that track. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, you know, it's great. And it's, it, it feels like he's having a little bit of a renaissance now because people are coming back around and being like, oh, Paul Wall can still spit, but also he he is aging very gracefully, and people are very excited about that too. That's true. Yeah. It turns out he wasn't <laughs> – it turns out, like, everyone be rapping about, like, purp and stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm going to rap about – uh drinking purple drink not gonna do it yep. <laughs> like <laughs> but I have a sip maybe yep exactly exactly one sip sipping sideways <laughs> uh so yeah paul wallaby number three he, he's a good kid paul Wall's great uh we all kind of agree paul Wall's great uh jared uh go ahead with your number three Number three is uh, Bam Bam Baklava, Action Bronson. You take steps to get to the sex. I just flex like legs, dance moves with the pecs. It'd be like damn that man smooth like a Corvette. Boom boom through the set. Who's next to get suplex? Suplex city bitch. Suplex city bitch. Suplex city bitch. Suplex city bitch. Action bronze. I think we're Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I think like we're like because we're talking about our number three like I think we're kind of in the same we're in the same I think we're in the same room but maybe in the different ends of the rooms yeah, with your pick or, and my pick or yeah I think I'm walking I've, I'm in the room and you were walking into the room <laughs> yes yes <laughs> um, again it's like uh, back to like the northeast sort of New York area influence um, it's been a there was a gap in like that sort of minimalist, like New York sort of rapidy rap shit for a while. Like once Crunk blew up, basically they stopped making the kind of rap I listened to for 10 years, basically. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone, just wanted to put, everyone just wanted to wear grills and and drink lean. I was like, okay, I guess. Um, but that, that kind of created a, a void where like indie rap got super big, mm. especially up here. But a lot of those guys never blew up. Some of them did. Some of them are on our lists, but um, that inspired a whole new group of people who sort of took a postmodern need to bring that back. And we, like Griselda is that now, like West Side Gun is that today, mm-hmm. but 10 years ago, that was Action Bronson. Um, and I think a, a, another valuable part of his persona was that he was, he is white, but he's also, you know, a first generation American mm-hmm. parents are immigrants, grandparents are immigrants. 
he lived in a very sort of ethnically white sort of region, very Mediterranean, lots of um, both Aksanaji Jews and that whole Eastern Bloc European. Um, so a lot of people who got recruited as white in the past like 70 years <laughs> by Anglos Mm-hmm. But would were not would not have been white if they didn't need you know people to be white to put on uh, legislative tickets and whatnot to keep us out. Um, so he identifies in a lot of ways with ethnic minorities. Mm. Um, he is not one, um, at least by appearance, and does not claim to be one necessarily. But filling his raps with those kind of like that kind of experience is also a, a very New York thing, like a very culturally diverse New York thing. Um, but also like a very refreshing thing because white rappers were rapping about, you know, fucking lemon rice, really. (laughs) Um, He feels authentic so much so that people used to think he sounded maybe too authentic, maybe too much like rappers they like, like Ghostface Killer. Um, He sounds like that because he was inspired by the Wu-Tang Clan, like fucking every other rapper (laughs) in New York. Right. Um, But I think... He has developed into, and he hasn't really, he's not like our, people don't really associate him with rap right now because of the Vice stuff and the foodie stuff he does. But I think he was like, no one really had to, it it was until, it wasn't until after he basically stopped like dropping mixtapes and shit regularly that people were uh, trying to call into, bring a, a, I guess a, a bigger, closer lens to like, is he legit? Like, is he part of this culture? Is he another person who was like ding dong ditching in the rap? No one was asking those questions when he was doing it. Yeah. Um, he was, he was being co-signed and people accepted it immediately um, while he was like really in it. Um, I will say like for me with action Bronson, like I came to him so much later because of like that stigma of like, is this, is this a white guy? Like, Cause like, there was a very large swath of like white guys who were like cosplay as rappers. Yes. Like essentially, like that's what like Machine Gun Kelly is kind of in that same vein, right? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, this is so a dumb reason why I started actually listening to him. Was the hook track. Like uh so the wrestler, so we talked about Taz before. Another, another, another European who did, did not you know. See, did you see the tweet from Matt Menard where he said his son didn't know he was, he wasn't black. He would create, he would recreate Taz in his video games as a black dude because he thought Taz was black. And therefore <laughs> no, thought he I was black. Yeah. But I did too. I mean, look, when you saw Taz, it did not like Italian man. It was like a black dude. Um but his son is a wrestler, and Ashley Bronson is a big wrestling fan. Um, and he uh, is he write that was that was that his song or did he write? It was a that song piece? that they um, like remixed and relicensed for okay Hooks. for Hooks theme song, which is fucking that song is so fucking good. Like it's like legitimately a good song. I was like, maybe I need to give Action Bronson some run, and I did. And I really like Action Bronson. Like I think if I had more of a uh, of a cachet rants. And it started with Action Bronson. I'm pretty sure he'd be a lot higher on my list. Um, because like every time I hear like him on a song, I'm just like, Yeah, no, this dude can fucking wrap his ass off. Like he's so good. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a, a need to like create I, I, he's still kind of minimalist, abstract, 
in that same sort of old school New York way, but the beats, like the, the percussion might be minimalist, but he's pulling in all these other instruments, like, and trying to create, you know, like real, you know, soundscapes, quote unquote, like trying to feeling like leaving long pauses between his bars to like, let music have movements. Like he's very inspired by like adding violins and having like different sections kind of play with each other around him. It's his tiny desk is a great example of like his, the evolution of that because they have a band there. They do like a 30 minute set, but like the way he is transitioning and the arrangements of these songs is, I know a lot of people do uh, kind of do it up for NPR, but this is what his albums sound like. So mm-hmm. It was in, it's an interesting uh, advertisement for the kind of rap he used to do. Um, and I guess still does. And he's funny yeah. as hell. That's a yeah. funny motherfucker. He's very funny, yeah. I, I have a similar experience with Action Bronson. Just features are great. Uh, I think he did an Alchemist song that I liked, but overall, I don't listen to him too much. But from this conversation and the years of people liking him up to this point, yeah, maybe I need to hop on that bandwagon. Yeah, I would highly... Uh, Action Bronson... Not a bad time. Uh, just like my other guests. Now, so my other guests, the other guests, my my choice, my pick for number three um, is a rapper I did not listen to until Run the Jewels, and that's LP. I think LP is fucking tremendous. I think, I think, I think it's criminal that the South did not get a chance to hear LP like really until he started working with uh, Killer Mike. I, I think LP is the best, the better member ever in the Jewels, and I love Killer Mike a lot. Um, mm. I think LP's, like, I think LP's production is whatever. Um, I, I, I've never, I've never really super cared for LP's production, but I think like. His rap style is just so good. I think like his knowledge and wordplay is just so well done. It, it like it reminds me very much of like when I was listening to a lot of um like New York uh, mixtape people. So like um uh, uh um why am I blinking on his name? Uh uh, De- uh Doom doom papoose like that kind of like that kind of like style but it's like lp still doing his own thing i don't know it's just like as soon as like i started listening to lp i was just like this guy like i remember when i first heard the first run the jewels and i was like who is this who's this white guy with killer mike why is he so good it's just because like (laughs) who's this man (laughs) (laughs) like he he just comes in it's just like like because if killer mike is coming in and like I'm going to use like kind of like like visceral language like they would use like if Killer Mike's coming in and like shooting like a, a you know like an assault rifle on the track, uh, LP will come in. It's like 
I'm going to shoot this rocket launcher, then I'm going to come behind it with a sledgehammer. Like, it's just like, Jesus, like every time I just in, it's just like, it's such a huge presence on the track. And it's just like, it's so good. And I just, I, like I said, I'm, I'm always, it's always surprising to me that he never really had a big jump before that. Cause I think I, I would thought that that time, like when he starts in 2002, especially like when it was a very heavy New York backpacker era, like he would have been a more, larger cultural thing because of being a white guy who can rap so damn well. There's a lot of, a couple of reasons why he was kind of suppressed for a while. Um, we can get into that later because he's on my list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little higher, but I, I agree. I think I prefer him between the two members around the jewels. I mean, maybe part of that is like, I have more experience at LP than I do with Killer Mike because mm. of regionality, but I think he does. I think he has better production in his solo stuff before Run of Jewels than he does on Run of Jewels. Any mm-hmm. any of those albums, um, but I think the two of them work well. Pretty work, work pretty well. Yes. I think um, he he is here to sort of layer bars, layer vocab, um, try to try to. He he's intentionally trying to be sort of provocative but not in a way if he's going a little too far, it's to be funny, not necessarily to outrage. Unless right. He's saying something specific. Unless he's saying like anything he's, when he's trying to make a point about, you know, something political, he's going, he, he has no problem being outrageous, but he's not going to say something crazy just to, just to be crazy. Right. Well, you're you're um, teeing something up for me later, but you- <laughs> we'll come back to that in a second. Yes. Um, where killer Mike is, you know, ever since, he was Dungeon Family Killer Mike, or ever since he was just Outcast's friends, a friend. He's been mm-hmm. he's been slowly sort of growing his ability to use rap to like speak about his I don't know his weird sort of <laughs> center like center of the center left sort mm. of his weird sort dad, of grabbing, dad grabbing politics blacks, yeah got yeah. blacks on the bootstrap sort of situation, but also like okay. trying to make it relatable because he is a person who struggled and this is how he came to this thing. You, you can kind of see his evolution into this thing. Mm. And this has become the place where he's kind of got to figure it out. Yeah. He knows the message. And he's allowed to, he's allowed, he's allowed to kind of be artful with the message where LP tries to be an anchor by being consistent with, you know, the ferocity and the, and the, the density and, you know, all the, the, that, that sort of stuff, the tempo. No, uh, LP's fucking rad. Uh, love that man, dude. He's so good. Such a good rapper. Yeah. Uh, and more soon. Yeah. We'll talk about him more soon. Uh, but now it's time for my, my number two. Oh boy. Uh, speaking of rappers who just rap. So like, uh, I didn't realize it was our number two. We both have. The same we one. both have a number. Yeah. We both have. <laughs> another tag team. Uh, Let's go. Uh, I, Listen, I love rappers who can just fucking rap. And uh, like realistically, this is my number one. Um, but we gotta keep some bits going. Uh <laughs> I think ASAP Rock, like when I think of like that very much like that that my biggest I'm in my backpack era, I'm listening to mixtapes, I'm listening to anything. ASAP Rock was just like I think like the first time I listened to him, I just stopped. I was like, how are people like, 
How do you? How does your brain get to the point to think of these things? Hard to admit that I used to draw portraiture in a human form, doodle of a two-headed unicorn of a soothing, moving his arm in a fusion of man-made tools and amused from beyond. Even if it went beautifully wrong, it was tangible truth for a youth to refuse to belong. No name nuisance, who's in a bedroom, who's in a brand new cuneiform. Barely commune with the horde, got a whole grayscale uncluing his world. Might zone amp to the app of the magpie. Unseen hand dragging his graphite. Cross contour, a little bit of backlight. Black ink after a bristle to baptize. You can imagine a rush that ensue when you get three dimensions stuffed in a two. Then it's off to a school where it's all you can do. Being trained and observed by a capable few. Back in New York by peeps and a dog in a two bedroom doing menial jobs. Plus, rhyming a steel and a bee in a clock. Distractions, freedom abroad. I left some years of giving a light. I left some will to spirit away. I I let my fears materialize. I let my skills deteriorate. Horn about a thought of what I should have been continuing a mission that was rooted in a 20 year affinity and rickety condition with an ID crisis. Snap on the front lawn, look up in the sky. It's shapes falling out of the fridge. All heart though, we would have made cowardly kings. They will chop you down just to count your rings. Just to count your rings. Just to count your rings. And now we're colors pouring out of the fringe. All heart though we would have made cowardly kings they will chop you down just to count your ranks right like it, it is almost to the point where like when you read like a really good writer it is just like how did you connect a and b i couldn't get there but you got there effortlessly and every time like every track i've heard from asap rock is just like <clears throat> it's it just it's, I I don't I, I don't have good words to, to articulate like how it just makes me feel like I feel like a kid in the candy store. I'm just like this is just verbally beautiful. Hmm. I'll I'll say this as someone who uh, speaking from a different type of perspective on ASAP Rock because I you want to talk about people rappers musicians whatever that get recommended to me up and down my entire life. And every time I'm like, all right, I'll check out a track. And I listen to a track. I'm like, eh. this is a rapper that I have listened to like, I don't know, four or five songs of throughout my entire life. I haven't given like a whole album a try, but I got to tell you right before this conversation where we shared like little links to songs and everything, this track rings very good to the mm-hmm. point where I'm like, okay, maybe I wasn't old enough. Maybe I was in the right mind space to listen to it maybe i've been missing something um because it's very good and it it, like you were kind of alluding to i feel like his his rhyme style is very technical it's very wordy in a way that doesn't feel like these words don't have a place everything has a place it's Mm. like he built like like the whole concept of you know we 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 start with crt tvs and then we expand to 4k tvs but you got to make more content to fill all those pixels Every pixel is a word, and he somehow has enough words to fill up the entire mm-hmm. screen, and it doesn't feel like too much. It's yeah. incredible. I can't imagine. Like, he's definitely not just writing and then, like, making it fit. Like, this is – he's designing almost. Right. It feels like he's, mm-hmm. he's building. He's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an engineering feat, the way he kind of lines these things up. And it doesn't work every time, but I think – whenever you think of, you know, big – Asap Rock stuff, especially like you're talking about rapid rap shit. Like Big Bang is like 
bar like he's it's just the way especially big bang because the way he moves he changes big tempos like the the verses are kind of just like him sliding around a beat he's not very consistent kind of wayfish kind of ghostly and Mm. then then here comes the hook and the hook is him 16 right now like as fast as possible and as a person who's seen him do it live like it has like a an audience altering effects like especially for songs you know like big bang you hear the, the little sort of plinks start the song and you're like you see the crowd starting to like we know what we know this dance so i this, i imagine this was like the the beyonce on mute thing for yeah back, back in <laughs> yeah. 2002 or something yeah but like it, it, was, it was an audience participation moment it's like we kind of knew and he is like probably the best at this people have done it for a while like your sage francis is doing it too um Ali, like those guys, all sort of white backpackers from different parts of the country, um, all kind of followed this, followed this trajectory with, with attempting to do a thing that I think really very few do well. Um, and for the for the guys that kind of really do it well, like Eminem or ASAP Rock, I feel like ASAP Rock is the one that I I would pick on my dodgeball team five out of five times. Yeah. It, it, I think like the the thing it's if you were if you were to compare rappers to like to basketball players right like like you said like everyone wants to be Kobe or Michael but when you actually see Kobe play you're like oh I get it <laughs> right like right. it's just like everyone every er, I think every white rapper especially like after the era of Aesop Rock wants to be Aesop Rock, wants to go out there and do like do what he does. But it's such a it's it's such an unfathomable unfathomable thing. You can't do that. I will say like I think what hurts him is I don't think his quote unquote bigger hits like hit the same. Like I'm pretty sure Evan people probably had you listen to Nutshell Pass, which I, yeah. uh, which is like that's an okay song, but it, that's not like that's that's literally that's like why people like it. right. It's like go listen to like go watch Kobe play a twenty point game where like you can right. see where the things <laughs> are, but you're not watching him drop eighty one points. And, you know, like that's that that's that would be my thing with it. It's like, and I, and I think that like that can be a thing that can hurt a rapper. It's like. 
having to be like, you have to watch this specific thing for you to get it. Right. It's like, it's my thing with Papoose, right? Like I think Papoose is one of, is like for me, my personal top five favorite rappers of all time. Right. I love Papoose. I don't know if there's a song I can give you be like, you should listen to this song to right. show you how good Papoose is. <laughs> like, even his features, I think, are like, I'm like, oh, this is kind of weak. I like you, but this is a weak feature, right? He's good on that Russ album from like last year or something. He's good on that Russ album. I'm just more thinking of like his big like mainstream was the Touch It, Feel It remix. And he has oh, yeah. the <laughs> worst <laughs> remix on that. Mary J. Blige has a better remix. They made the song <laughs> 10 minutes long and he has the worst Exactly. Oh, it's so bad. But I think with ASAP Rock, like you have to get the right stuff. Like I said, I think Rings, I think Big Bang, like those are good songs to show what you're trying to see when you see this guy rap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive dude. Uh, I got to listen to more of him, quite frankly. Uh, I got a lot of homework to do. (laughs) That's for damn sure. But yeah, he's a good, he's very good, very talented. Is he still making music or is this one of those things? I mean, he released some album two years ago, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's still out there then. He's still at it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got some. I couldn't tell you what it, I couldn't tell you what it sounds like, but yeah, I could like, I am, (laughs) I am basically going on. I'm 20, I'm 22 years old. I got a CDR. I went on LimeWire. I downloaded all this, uh, ASAP rock and that is going to be my whole day. I know he's been on uh, <laughs> Rhyme Sayers for a while. I think um, Impossible Kid, where Nunchal Pet, no, no, Impossible Kid, where Rings is on. No, the one before that, Skeleton, I think, is his first Rhyme Sayers. Uh, Rhyme Sayers was a is a uh, a label in the Midwest, uh, uh, also run by a, a famous white rapper, um, Slug, from uh, Atmosphere. Well, not that famous. I've never. Heard of that um, well, I mean, it, I mean, he is uh, the the most famous rapper from that area. Is what. Uh, Tech nine probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, fame, famous relative here. Yeah. Maybe not admit with shopper, but a Midwest, I don't know, plane. Uh, <laughs> well, let's talk about a Midwest. Let's talk about Midwest shopper then. Oh, Lord. let's talk about the Midwest. The Midwest honestly, shopper. honestly, I would like, I probably the best rapper from Detroit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. I'm going to say so. I'm gonna say so. I think, um, I think that's fair. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, if if that's not a big enough hint, then God help you. Uh, it is Sada Baby. No, it's not Sada Baby. It's Eminem. Popular white rapper Sada Baby. That is my number two on the list. Higher than Shaq on his tiptoes. Top Empire State Building. This shit is like child's play children. I will not annihilate, kill them. I fuck around and pile. Eight million dead little juveniles. Wait, children. I'll await my trial. They tilting. Ain't nothing you say could ever trump. Mike Pence will get killed. If you're hypersensitive, I wasn't referencing the vice president. Chill. I mean, my penmanship at times tends to get ill. Violence filled with skill. That's why I hints when I write ends up with the mic and pencil getting killed. Yeah. And I'm. Still ride or die for the squad yeah. So you know which side that I'm on If a battle line's ever drawn But if I get involved It'll be like canines in a bra But not similar to Mike Pick it off Cause even if I don't have a dog in the fight They ain't never gonna get rid of the fight in the dog Now, I'ma keep it real If 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 we wanna go to the last FM stats That I've been keeping since like 2012 or something mm. uh, Like 11 years of my musical taste being tracked In perpetuity Eminem's my second most listened to artist Out of all artists that I have on there. The only person I've listened to more than them and them is Kendrick Lamar. So that's who we're working with right now. And 
I really only put Eminem as number two because I it doesn't sit right in my soul to have him as number one in anything. Mm. <laughs> but like, this is absolutely the type of shit that I at least used to live for. Uh, Eminem is one of those like got me into the genre rappers where you know I I started listening to hip hop really hardcore around the Not Afraid era. Like, of course, I was always listening to rap. I was always listening to crunk. Anything on the anything on the radio I was listening to around that Not Afraid uh, recovery era Eminem is when I started like downloading music and starting having like taste and deciding things I want to listen to specifically. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, a lot of his shit, a lot of shady record shit uh, got me in the slaughterhouse later on. Like this is where it starts. And what it is about him, a blessing and a curse. The thing that I like most about him is also the thing that leads to his downfall in a lot of people's eyes and in my eyes often. He plays with words like they're fucking action figures, and he has no respect for the things that those action figures do. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes he'll just clank them together all innocently, and he'll make a cool little story right in the universe. Other times he'll just throw his action figures at a dog because he thinks it's funny. And it's like, uh, don't harm Sparky. Like, come on. Yeah, what do you have to do with this? Exactly. It's interesting to hear, and this is just like a old timer shit. Uh-huh. It's interesting to hear that you get into Eminem after uh, everybody else, right. like way after Eminem was like the biggest thing. You couldn't avoid him ten yeah. years before. Yeah, that. I'm not saying you're, you're like, oh yeah, I, 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 I call him pills, and then had to write an album to like, recover from it, and that's the Eminem you learned. Yeah, you, you like, first got introduced to. You're thinking like you're saying like, oh, not a friend. I was like. Dog, that was when I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm, I think I'm done. I, so like, I think it's very weird. Um, I, I, Eminem would have been on my list, but I knew he was going to be on like someone, someone's list. And I was like, I'm going to use my space for someone else. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Eminem probably would have been like, if Ace Rock would have been my one, would have like Eminem would have actually been my number two. Um, I think lyrically, I think like he is very lyrically uh he's very like he's very good lyrically. I think um people give him a lot of shit because he does do a lot of the especially now the let me see how fast I can rap rap and about nothing. It is just like cool, man. But like I, I still think like Slim Shady era, uh Marshall Mathis LP, like he had like a legit banger, 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 like just like I think three or four albums just like legit tremendous uh goes and starts a band in d12 it is the best person on d12 by like a uh, wide yeah. margin it, it was <laughs> him and just some fucking bums like i don't i don't For know if this is, was this a tax fraud scheme like why was d12 a thing <laughs> try to put his homies on but it didn't work uh, yeah but some homies <laughs> you gotta get some homies other jobs like, yeah you don't That's get everybody has to be a rapper <laughs> you True. made a song called stepping stones where you just stepped all over <laughs> get the fuck out of here um i think it's funny. I don't know that I love. I, I can't think of an album, an Eminem album. I loved everything, everybody. Right? Mm. I think there's clearly standouts mm. on everyone, but I don't think I would ever listen to one cover to cover anymore. I don't really. Not interested in that. But yeah, um, it, undeniable talent, obviously, inspirational talent. Like this doesn't happen. Like a lot of this rap shit doesn't happen without them. I mean, right. or, you could argue that. They would find some other white dude. I think that's true. Um, I think you could say that there had been a that the same kind of suburban takeover would have happened with some other white dude. I don't think it. I I I don't think it would have happened the same way without him. 
I don't think yeah. it would have happened. I think, I think would there have been another white famous rapper? Yeah, because we had fucking uh, uh, Vanilla Ice, right? They're they're going to find one. Sure, but I, <laughs> you know? I'm saying I'm saying they would have found someone to do the infiltration. <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I don't think you get like Tyler the Creator, you know, 15 years later. Yeah, no. I was about to say it's like I think like I think it's different than when you get Bob Cousy and then when you have Larry Bird. Like, right. like, right. like, like Eminem could have been anyone, but he only works because he's Eminem. You know, I would say he still has probably the best feature ever. Which, oh, which, which about Dre. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> just what do you yeah. say to somebody you hate? <laughs> it's just like it's just like oh, I'm going to I'm going to take over this song. The, this song the is actually the, those bars take you on is insane. <laughs> it's just like because mm-hmm. he like I said he's just like he's talking about like, okay, and it's like uh, he's like and then all of a sudden one day when I was walking around, I walk it off. But, like, but, that was, like, but there was a storytelling part of this guy yeah. about that era that was like. Literally, it's almost like he's having a conversation. He's he was, it almost feels like he wrote bars and then he's right. rapping them in the studio. But then he's like, "Let me let, hold on this." And then goes on like a like a, he Salt then digresses <laughs> like in his own head. And like this is like there there is definitely like a a, a cinematic quality to the way he kind of put those words together. Mm. I don't think he's there anymore. I don't think he does yeah. that. Anymore. Oh no, like, he doesn't do it's that. Just, it's just strictly technique, right? Like you said, yeah. I can do it, so I will do it. Um, I would say I would say you get rap God, which is like it's supposed to be like an eight minute sort of ex, like him. I'm show I am going to rapidly rap for eight minutes now, and mm. sometimes it's just like, what, what was the song about? I don't know. <laughs> I'm on the Rihanna feature. All right. Yeah, I was. I will say the one that I had that for me, like when I because like my dad again early doctor a lot of music, and we had the Slim Shady album, uh, guilty uh, uh, guilty conscience, the song he did with Dre on that album. Which is like a song that does not age well, does not age well, oh, God, does no. not age no. well. Sixty percent of this discography does not age well. Understand uh, that, everybody. Uh, but like doing the whole thing, it was the first time I had to look stuff up because like he's doing the thing of like they're the angel of the devil and he's trying to tell his guy not to kill his wife and it's like it's just like it's like Andre, hold on, stop reading. It's like. Wait, stop! We caught this bitch feeding. He's just like, and I'm like, what the f-? like? And like you said, it is. It is a script. He is reading you a script, and it's so good. It's well, it reminds like, me a little bit of a more cinematic. So I think the first time I, I was ever like aware of like a concept happening in a song was um, DMX to stop being greedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like he is passing bars back and forth between two versions of himself on that song. Right. And he is doing the guilty conscious thing with himself, but he's not making like it's not clearly two people. Ra- it's not like. Dr. Dre is one voice and Eminem is another. It's him doing different inflections to be different people mm. or to be different versions of the same person. Uh, this was like the natural evolution of that. He's like, what, yeah. if, we, what if I just wrote a, a little scripty script? What if I do these little skits I'm doing between these songs? But that's the song, actually. Yeah, absolutely. See, it's funny you say all this and this is like what kind of impressed y'all about him because – it, later on in my Eminem listening experience, that's what impressed me too. But to be quite frank with you, I was just at that age when he was doing Guilty Conscience and all this stuff. I was like, what, four or five years? I was old? say you would have been like, way like, too like, long you, for that. You missed you missed the time <laughs> everybody terrified. else fell in love with this dude. Yes, exactly. I was too terrified to like go anywhere near something that sounded that violent, provocative, whatever you want. But like by the time I was like late middle school, I was like, you know what? 
let's see what's up with this shit. Um, but yeah, uh, Eminem, he's, I, I really feel like when it comes to just doing stuff with words, you know, y'all talk about ASAP Rock, and I, I am now aware of that technical ability. But like before being exposed to that, I'm like, yo, M is the, you want to talk about technical ability? It, he might not always be saying something, and even when he tries to say something, it might not always be the best thing to say. Yeah, he could have said something else, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like maybe don't say anything, which Not I understand true. is kind of hard when you're the white face of hip hop. But sometimes you don't have to say anything. Um, but you know, once again, logic vibes, heart in the right place. Uh, I think overall, you know, he makes good music. Even now, I like his music. Even though it's, I appreciate that he's trying to do other stuff. He's rapping with these new producers now, these take keys and shit. Like, I yeah. like that he's trying. I like that he's not screaming on every track. He's trying to like do the mellow flow. He's hopping on tracks with fucking Kid Cudi. Like, it feels at least it, it feels in a way that 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 kind of like when Jay Z does it, it feels a little disingenuous when it, it's mm. really like he's trying to. He he knows what the trend sounds like, so it's like, how can I make? Mm -hmm. How can I make a a trap album? You're like, no one asked for this from you, bro. We don't need a JT trap album. We didn't need Tom Ford. We really no, didn't. we don't. We like, holy, <laughs> you, could, you could have kept Holy Grail. I'm sorry. Um, ah, mm, mm. Holy Grail's look, Holy Grail's pretty good. <sighs> it's just he, we, it's very commercial. That's the that, thing. I think it's Holy like, Grail do not respect his voice on that. Side. <laughs> I think with Holy Grail, what we had to reconcile with is the Jay Z we grew up with died at the end of Magna Carta <laughs> and we got Holy Grail. It is a, it is a guy who is on the cups to become a millionaire, uh, comes to becoming, uh, becoming a billionaire uh, and is married to the most famous woman in the world and needed yeah. to get out of the house because he was cheating on her. Like that's, that's what Holy Grail is. True. I just think like he's at, around the same time, he was still doing better music other places though. Like his, his yeah. that, that feature with Rick Ross is still goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I, fair enough. I will say, say Jay-Z, though, uh, to kind of take a washed. little bit of... Well, no. Yes, got washed, but take a little bit of detour. <laughs> uh, so somebody asked Jay-Z that stupid fucking question, uh, would you take $100,000 $100, or take a lunch with Jay-Z? Yeah, Jay Gail, like, Gail sat him down and had to get the truth out of him, yeah. And Jay-Z's like, I'm taking the money. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, oh, you wouldn't want... People say that the experience is like, the experience would be me telling you you should take the money. We're gonna eat this. No, he said all the all the knowledge is in his music. <laughs> you should take the money, buy his album for ten dollars a piece, and then keep the rest of the money and listen to the music because all his all his shit's yeah. in there. Really, just buy four four four. He yeah, told you to yeah, buy. He art. literally gave you like financial advice in that album. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also don't cheat on your wife. Also, don't cheat on your wife. Yeah. <laughs> or if you if, do, don't get caught and don't have. Or your yeah, or or if you, if you definitely have to for some reason. <laughs> Don't get if caught you, and, fight, and, yeah. and fight your wife's sister in the, in the elevator. I don't know if that was uh, a fight. No, it was. It was, was definitely. Just, it was definitely Solange beating him. Yes, yes. that was. That was very one sided. See, look, uh, that's what that's what Jada missed. Jada needed to have a sister that would have fought Will. Yeah, that fixed that, This would have fixed all of everything. See, you're not a real hip hop goat unless you're being beat up by a woman on camera. So That's shout true. out to Shady and shout out to Jesus. <laughs> one one thing I will I, I gotta I have to take from Eminem that he never lives down. He can't he hasn't done it in a while to my knowledge. But mm. beefing with pop stars, man. Gotta stop it. Gotta stop it. Bring it up to so speaking of Will Smith. Gotta stop it. Not everything has to be a slide against you, my guy. 
Right. Not Moby everything has exists, to be a flooded isn't, issue. This isn't like a, a, a direct shit on you. Like Moby can just make shitty music somewhere else. You don't have to talk about it. Like exactly. Yeah. Also, Moby doesn't make shitty music. Really, Moby's <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moby makes. I don't think. I don't think he makes shitty music. He definitely made music that annoys. Yeah, like, like I don't are, think it's for me. Like I don't think it's absolute ass. And you don't got to fight Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. They don't care. Like, let them make money for sixteen-year-olds. Like, that's Britney's somewhere that's else it. entirely mentally. Like, she's not worried about that. No, apparently her whole skis is. Time she wasn't. No. Yeah, apparently her whole skis is to blow up Justin Timberlake for trying oh, to I'm, act black. I'm, I'm reading that book. That book. Yeah, she's gonna stop this feeling. Fuck Justin Timberlake in that book. A lot of it. He was like, "I got my conservative uh, conservatorship done. Now it's about fuck fuck over Justin Timberlake." Yeah, Justin I heard Timberlake like, trying to make a comeback, not on my watch. <laughs> she's like, "Actually, in sync, nah, we're going to stop that right now." Actually, uh, he, cheated, he cheated on me about a dozen times before I cheated on him once in retaliation. He broke up with me and wrote a whole album about it and pretended that I was wilding when he was actually wilding. That's what that. Al- Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, cry me a river. Also, yeah, justified was uh, uh was him overreacting to her like re- overreacting to him cheating on her multiple times. You saying justified wasn't justified? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Fuck. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I will say that also that album that's one of the weakest. Al- like one day we're gonna do one of these lists for like weakest sad boy albums. It's like that and then like. Bruno Mars's debut album is like some of my least favorite music of all time. Like I'm, I'm always shocked with how much I love Bruno Mars when I think about his fucking jumper grenade era. It's just like, oh, this sucks. I hate everything about this. He needs to be sadder. He's singing like this. He's not sad enough yet. Well, you got to simp before you can pimp. You know, that's true. I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's get into our number ones. Emmett, your number one white rapper. All right. Let me ask this. Before I say who this is, mm. does this name even look familiar to either of y'all? Uh, uh, it looks familiar. I couldn't tell you. I probably have never heard the song until you linked it. Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. I have. I don't know who this. I I, I don't know this man. In the words of Kiki Walker, do not know this man. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. My number one. I'm not even going to do the little theatrics. Marlon Craft is my number one. System is fucked. Benefit passively, white liberals and such make a social identity from giving the fuck. But that privilege they may acknowledge, they ain't giving it up. We ain't living it much. The ego's driving the car, and it just depends on where it got its license. How many of us really choose our own thoughts and vices? You don't get paid, but you're a walking advertisement. Made us all addicted to fame so that we work for free. Millions factors because their schools ain't teach them how to find them. If they get to choose, they pick the ones that they want to align with. Can you track your opinion to its origin? If not, I hate them. We move without it. They profit when we not decisive Rappers been lazily referencing the matrix for years Who knew algorithms would really dictate when we cheer Too lazy to care, afraid to look inward We live in our own noose, for we live in our own truth Fake tweets about how you love everyone You won't even wear a mask to save somebody's grandmother Entitled to the lies of freedom you in denial I've seen this shit for a while, it's lethal man, word to Dan Glover You can't fake lightning, but you can plan thunder Pay a racist brand before we pay attention. I sit in damn wonder. Yeah, and everyone talking generational wealth, but outside making money for ourselves, we won't give the next generation no help. May already be too late to say the fucking planet. If we don't stop playing, there won't be no. Who the fuck is Marlon Craft? Um, claims to fame he might have. 
he had a freestyle on fuck flex and it's probably an infamous freestyle because he spit the whole thing fucking cleared it ate that shit up and fucking flex did not react at all the entire time <laughs> and like five minutes into this nine minute rap he says something about anxiety and right after the the bars are done he's just like we're clear so you rapped about anxiety <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't even hype him up. Just ask a fucking question. It's a it's fucking insane. So That's like, funny. so like, fuck flex. He's on some bullshit for that. But no, Marlon Crafty. He's done a lot of sway freestyles. He's put out several albums. Like during quarantine, like 2020, he put out three fucking albums. Like this dude is a monster. He was doing freestyles in his bedroom for a long ass time. I feel like he's finally grown into his own. Because here's the thing: the song I linked y'all, uh, State of the Union. Mm-hmm. He he looks like he looks like his name is fucking Marlon. Like he just looks like a white boy. Like yeah, with like, almost like bowl a, cut. Like like uh, being a mayor of a small town is in his future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like he just looks like he should be wearing a bow tie and a button up. Like I get it. <laughs> but he if his State of the Union Part Two came out like a year ago, he grew his hair out. He start rock, he has like this whole like rocking the New York City jerseys thing, like kind of associating with basketball and shit. Like he's coming into his own, finding his own aesthetic to match how he sounds. He mm. sounds really rough and raw on the mic. He sounds like, you know, definitely Nas inspiration, definitely, you know, like Big L inspiration. Uh, that's the type of vibe he has with his music. And he just chooses a lot of like good, soulful, like that 90s, early 2000s, like boom, bappy hip hop. He's still keeping that sound alive. But I, I linked the State of the Union song specifically because unlike a lot of these rappers that are going for that nostalgic sound, he doesn't just stay in that era topic wise. Mm-hmm. He will get political on his shit and he will get political in a way where it's not the logic of, oh, I want everything to be nice for everybody. It's not the Eminem where it's like, I'm going to very clumsily say something that Right. Maybe not even my place to say. <laughs> he will get in there and say actual real shit. He'll say the sh- he'll say shit that like he won't say anything out of pocket for a white person, but he will say stuff that's like, I'm gonna say this shit and I'm white, but it is still the right thing to be said. <laughs> right. So like it's something where I like I, I have to respect it. So for him to come raw on all these beats, for him to be saying the right things. Uh, it's just really impressive. Like in one of his uh, sway freestyles, he says something about like all these all these dudes out here doing the white boy Olympics. I'm good off that. Like he is, he's not corny, but he's also not trying to like lean into the fact that he is white in this space while still right. acknowledging that he is white in this space. It's not a novelty for him. It's just a fact of life, you know. Yeah, I was I I just uh, like when I was listening to the link when you sent it in, I was like. I've heard this. I've I've heard him before, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I just I just don't think I've ever heard his name or saw his name or noticed his name. Yeah. But I definitely have heard him before. I think he, I, I I enjoy like like how you are going to go back and listen to more some more uh Aesop Rock, hopefully. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna check I'm gonna check out uh some Marlon Craft. Yeah. Marlon I, I was really in, I was I was I was enthused to listen to more Marlon Craft. I'll say if you want like the song to listen to like his most popular song called gang shit it's a verse from a cop verse from a clansman a verse verse from an incarcerated black man and i was like all right maybe you don't have the grounds for all of these verses to be something you're <laughs> rapping but at the same time i respect the vision like it's very compellingly made and then you know the album uh home court advantage volume one that's the one that made me a fan 
ever since then, it's, it's Marlon season all day, every day. So, yeah, definitely check him out. He's very, very good. All right. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and drop on this grenade because it's, there's no, there's no, it, there's you not going to be a good way. The finale? No, I don't want it to be the finale. I don't. My number one pet rapper is John Cena. Now, your boy's a bad man. I'm invading the streets, make them clap a rapper skirt. They be dropping the heat, shock the world. Now I'm standing alone. I flip fools like them clamshells, cellular phones. You can't help but nod your head to the track. Fuck the water down, rap. We be taking it back. Give it to me straight. Ain't no chasing it. Check yourself in the mirror. Ain't no facing it. Cause you playing the role and you planning to fold. This the master plan. We got the planet on hold. We all over the streets like your favorite sneaker. Breaking up your sound like a drive through speaker. Everything that I be spitting is strong. After I rock, fast forward through the rest of the song. We the monkey wrench that's gonna ruin your plan. And don't fuck with y'all, Cena. I'm a bad You guys heard me. Fred's dad? Fred, oh my god I'm so mad I know that fucking reference That's a part of the internet I was not a part of It's like one of those things where like I was I was old enough where I wasn't on the internet, like outside like live journal or whatever, but like not on YouTube. So like the Fred Annoying Orange era, I have no, no I have no frame of reference, except for that John Cena played Fred's dad and Fred has like some <laughs> weird voice. That's all I know about Fred. I'm too old to know about Fred. I watched that movie on Nickelodeon. That shit was actually not. Did you funny. watch it on YouTube before it was on Nickelodeon? <laughs> no, I didn't care about Fred at all, but I was Who still was- just I, I I was old enough to like still be keeping up with Nickelodeon despite me not being in Target Graphic anymore. So I was like, I'm still watching this Fred movie because John Cena's in it. And then it ended up being just like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse at Home, which was like yes. good enough. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like every time I think of Fred, I'm like, who the who was the audience for this? Um, listen, me two years I, ago. Yeah, yeah, we found we found some of it right here. Yeah, <laughs> listen. We talked about like how sonically a lot of these rappers are, the wordplay, uh, Ace of Rock's like mastery of, of of verbiage and being able to to rap so well. Uh, Paul Wall being able to transcend uh, decades and changing a style, but still being a very distinct way. Even Lil Dicky uh, being so smart to have some kind of wit into his raps. John Cena ain't got none of that. John Cena has none of that. John Cena, honestly, if we're going to talk about like, I think, I think John Cena, if we were looking at, no, because you can't even say, I was going to say, if we look at like celebrity rappers, but like Drake's a better rapper than John Cena. Drake is technically mm. a celebrity rapper. Um, Donald Glover is not a better rapper than John Cena. I was going to say that. I disagree. Mm. He's not a better rapper than John Cena. John Cena has one album. So this is like why I have to quantify this. John Cena has one album. But that album is a fucking banger. My time is now. Are you you ready to put on record that John Cena is the Lauryn Hill of white rappers? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. I can't say that. Not because... I don't think highly of that John Cena album. I do. I do not think highly. I would say the album to me 
is around the same kind of thing that I I give the Miseducation of Warren Hill, which I think is the most overrated album of all time. Oh, I love might, Warren Hill. All right. It, it took us this long in the top white five in the top five white rappers list. It took us this long to say something racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not saying. Look, I'm that. not saying. My saying is that. Am I saying that my time is now? Uh, John Cena's novelty album that he that he made after winning the WWE Championship. Am I saying that that album is as culturally significant as the Miseducation of Warren Hill? I I do not. I am not saying that. Are you asking me which one of those albums would I bump in my car right now? While Doo-Wop is a great track, I think the rest of those tracks are kind of mundane. And this John Cena album has John Cena's theme song, which bops, mm-hmm. but also has fucking Bad Man, which is a tremendous song with a tremendous feature by Bumpy Knuckles. Mm-hmm. And John Cena does a great job throughout it. Look, I don't... This is a lot of conjecture about me saying like how great a ja- rapper John Cena is. John Cena is a really good rapper. When John Cena is on features, he does a really good job. The feature did with Wiz Khalifa is really good. I don't have to hide that. I the man's been out there doing it. He doesn't rap as much as as everyone else does. He's a guy goes out there, he shoots a shot, and when he shoots, he don't miss. I don't know why. I don't know why it works, but it does. So, John Cena. There we go. You've heard it here, folks. Lauren Hill of White Rappers. I did not John say Cena. that. I did not say that. Now, that thing. That thing? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. I also, I also want to say, I think Lauren Hill is... <clears throat> I think Lauren Hill is one of the greatest rappers of all time. I think I think if you just take her, her verses off of the Fuji's album... It's great. I just really hate the miseducation of Lord Hill. I think it's one of the most overrated albums. Uh, but like I said, Duop's a good song. Duop's a think, great song. I think mis- I think you know what? I think Miseducation of Lauren Hill is a great album if you're in the mood for some R and B as well at the same time. <laughs> That's the yeah, problem. I, I, that I, yeah, it's definitely a, I think I think a lot of the pushback against that album is that it's really not a rap album. <laughs> No. Yeah. She raps on about half of it. Um uh, you know, the, the singles are rap songs. Do up and what was the second single? Everything what is everything. Yeah, yeah, everything is everything is that's the oh god, that song fucking whips too. Yeah, that's um, the second single off that. Actually, like nothing even now. matters, like the the other songs that are good on that album are not rap songs. Yeah. Like, and and not even close, like you gotta light incense to, to this record, right. really. Be well to you know get get the cocoa butter on. I don't know, sitting sit in the dark in the tub or something. <laughs> Those Audrey three thousand uh, catnip songs. Yeah, <laughs> this, 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 this was the love below. Yeah, that's the type of song that's playing in that one scene from Brown Sugar where Tay Diggs and Shania Lathan are in the tub. <laughs> yes. the every 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 black love movie. Or that has like that has like a, a protagonist a and their love interest has like a Lauren Hill song in the background yep. when they're on yeah. the phone texting yeah. or something or love like Jones yeah. boom yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah that's like I said that's my defensive ass album <laughs> <laughs> that's my defense of John Cena I think I think he I think it's a bit it's a bit for the show too like I don't think he like I I don't think he's actually 
a top five guy. Like I said, I'd probably swap him out with Eminem and move Aesop Rock up a little bit. But I'll agree with you that Bad Bad Man, great track. Listen that, that fucking track is fucking, it fucking yeah. slaps. And it, his, it, his it, first on the merch track is good too. Yeah, it has no business being as good. Oh, my time is now. There's a reason why that's still his fucking theme song. My time is now is a fucking like that's a that's like I think in like wrestling theme songs. I, I thought about doing like a list like this for wrestling theme songs. There's so many good ones. I I don't know if there's a better like I sung my wrestling theme song than my time is now. Maybe sexy boy because sexy boy is also pretty damn good. the thing is i think my time is now is a better song than sexy yes. boy. oh yes yes like, if you put one if you had the aux and you put sexy boy on you were taking that aux you gotta get out of here <laughs> my thing is do you put in my time is now or do you put would you put my time is now over um judas that way i think would be the fight yes mm. i i yeah as a as a Judas and Chris Jericho disrespecter, <laughs> that's an uh, easy choice. That song, fucking that song, now, is like good. Now, my time is now versus Big Pressure. I don't know. We have a conversation. I think. Oh, Big Pressure. That's <laughs> so fucking. Uh, have you heard Big Pressure yet, Evan? I don't think I have. No. I'm going to send it to you. That fucking. Okay. It's so fucking good. Uh, you got to see first on and dance to it. So fucking oh, good. Speaking of pressure, I think people are feeling the pressure for your number one. Yeah, I don't uh, Jared, you've heard what's your number one? Oh, I forgot I didn't do this show. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't going uh, yeah. to fucking dive on a grenade for John um, Cena. No. LP is my number one. a definitive statement i think lp is the greatest white rapper i uh, don't think i disagree i don't think i, I think disagree i won't be mad at you for that opinion both technically or maybe not tech i don't think he does you know dense technical rapidly rap bars better than you know the best of them but i think he does everything he does well uh more importantly i think he is one of the he's one of the few rappers you never have to wonder like was he doing this for the culture he LP between 2003 and I guess 2008 when Definitive Jux finally fell apart was the culture in New York. Um, mm. Like backpackers, I associate Talib Kweli, Most Def, like the Black Star people, um, and basically Definitive Jux as like the beginning of backpacking. Mm. Um, they were filling the gap that was left after like shiny suit P Diddy shit um, in New York that they never really got an opportunity to like bring that kind of older rap back because it immediately got jumped in immediately Usher slid in and brought little John with them. And now <laughs> it's crock music for 10 years. They, 
did their best to try to like hold down what was this culture that they grew up with, even if it meant they had to be indie, they had to be underground, they had to do it themselves. Mm. Um, literally, LP had to do it himself. Uh, Aesop Rock was a definitive Jux guy for a little while, um, but it was they were they were for the culture putting out whatever they could, making whatever they could off it, and just running the cycle to the ground of real uh, hip hop, hip hop, real hip hop. Uh, then he lost all his money uh, partially because he got uh, some of his business partners pulled out and didn't really need his permission to. So they kind of took the money with him. Um, a lot of production was already cooked. All the money's already spent for, you know, getting dispressed, getting studio time. So there's no way to recoup it. So I uh, kind of went bankrupt, trying to keep the culture alive. And wrote a bunch of singles, a bunch, bunch of solo shit to try to express himself through it, I guess. A, yeah. they try to get his solo career off the ground. But B, because he had spent so much time with like Cannibal Ox, like in hip hop groups trying to like make it a posse situation. They never really thought about making like real solo albums that were outside, that weren't just expression or weren't just uh, demonstrations of his production ability. Because he was a pretty good producer forever. Um like I said, I think the stuff, Fantastic Damage era, you know, Cannibal Ox stuff, it's all better production than he does for Run of Jewels. I think Run of Jewels is maybe more creative, maybe yeah. takes more sources, but I don't think it's as consistent as any of the stuff he's done, you know, between 2002 and 2008 or whatever. Um, I think his two big solo albums right after, um, right after the fall of Definitive Jux, um, I'll sleep when you're dead and cancer for the cure are like inspired rap albums outside of the fact that, you know, without having to caveat them as like white rap albums, mm. he is, he's kind of commented on cancer for cure being like a, almost like a blues album for him because he had nothing was literally just kind of like, I had not thought about sitting and writing bars outside of just trying to rap for like really trying to say something he had done a bunch of, like a lot of old stuff kind of hints at like concept and sort of trying to like dig at something a little deeper creatively but it wasn't until i'll sleep in your day when he was really kind of expressing that and those two albums that and cancer for cure back to back are like him talking about like his upbringing him talking about um what the city has done to him and what it means to him that kind of stuff. He really, they really weren't doing that kind of shit before. Mm. Um, he gets, you know, noticed by all these other producers, including, or all these other rappers, including Killer Mike, because there is no question about like, who, who is the culture in New York? The people in New York, rappers in New York know who LP is. Mm. I think he's demonstrated that very well since in the run to Jules days, because, uh, he knows that this is both a font for sort of a creative kind of expression he's never done before and Killer Mike's never done before for them to like kind of really have fun in a way that they maybe don't have fun in like like on rap music. I don't think Killer Mike was really having fun. Um, and for Cancer for Cure, uh, LP was definitely not having fun. But the first Run the Jewels is like them really kind of just dick rapping, but also with like a hint of politics, like. But also kind of creating a sound and, and th- throwing back to a sound they both love and respect and try mm. to do it as 
energetically as possible. I um, don't. I I don't say this as a as a knock to either of those. It fi- it, it felt like a it felt like watching an adult swim show. Well, no. I mean, back in those days, they kind of was because right? adults would <laughs> jumped on it immediately and it became their identity for a while. Yeah. Um, but Running Jewels then became sort of a, a a platform for like resistance almost. It became like representative of a kind of like resistance rap, mm. uh, which also included a Killer Mike using it as like a Black Lives Matter sort of pedestal. And I think the most important part of that transition into like we are going to be resistance rappers is LP just letting Killer Mike talk and not trying to co-op a message, not trying to counter a message, not even really saying anything um, directly about that particular thing. He's going to let him, he's going to let Killer Mike be the, be the person telling the story from that, like that position. It isn't that he's not saying anything like Killer Mike's entire rap career has been like anti-military, anti-imperialism, anti-racism, but never in a way that, he is he preaching to someone is like a secondary thing. This is how he feels. This is what he's saying. And that doesn't change. But like when people are calling Killer Mike to interview him about um, things he's saying about things happening in Atlanta or whatever, or, or him trying to take stands, him doing interviews with Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders and shit, like they are calling Killer Mike. And in L- it's never the LP show and LP doesn't want it to be a show. Mm-hmm. When it comes to talking about that shit, he's using he's building this, helping him build a platform as equals, and then letting Killer Mike take the the reins when it comes to talking about that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I don't know many <clears throat> people who would be in that position who would do the same thing, um, but I think that comes from his sort of relationship to the culture way back in the day. He knew he had to, rightly or wrongly, if you're a white dude who raps, you have to work harder than everybody else. Yeah. But after you get there your rocket takes off faster and farther than everybody else. Um, that has never been the goal for him. It's never really, it was never really in the cards for him. And now that it clearly is, that's the, the nothing's ever changed. Nothing's changed about him and his relationship to it. Um, and I don't trust, I, I don't think I would trust anybody else in that position. Uh, I think if anyone's earned it, it's him. Uh, as a person who's, uh, you know, lost everything doing it and they had to build it all back up again. Um, his story, I think, justifies his, my opinion of his place in the hierarchy of these baby powder bar banisters. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I, you know me. I'm not going to disagree. I think fucking LP rules. <laughs> um, uh, I think he's, I think, I, I, I think he's probably, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with the argument the best white rapper i think if we're talking about like full rap technical and everything i probably would lean more asop um i i think i think when i say that i mean i mean sort of a bigger picture right I mean, that's what i'm saying like if, yeah. work he does but like the, were, the his place in the in the, in the, the canon culture. yeah well it's yeah. like is it like important and stuff like that like i do think lp i think lp is just so like it's such a a big important feature and i, th- I think it's like i said it's one of the things that i just missed out on that whole that whole era of when he would was bigger just in the nature of like being from the south and not being tapped into those scenes right i think if um if run the jewels is your first experience with him i don't think you've had the lp experience yet Damn. i think 
Hmm. Uh, you got to at least go back to 2012, Cancer for Cure, or 2007 for I'll Sleep When You're Dead. He has like um, he has an album in the middle that's kind of just production. Um, mm. And but you know, Fantastic Damage before that is this other solo album. But there's like between 2002 and 2007 or eight, there's a bunch of collaborative stuff he's doing with people like um, Mr. Life with Cannibal Ox that. And with, you know, Aesop, that is also, like, very much um, part of the canon, if you want to really know him. Um, Despot, like, those, the, the posse stuff, though, that's just, like, New York rap from 2003. Like, if if you you could listen to any of that, and it probably all sounds the same. It's going to sound a lot like Griselda, um, without the, with different production, basically. Um, but if you want to know about him, specifically, the things he does, um, the two solo, his two last solo albums are, I think, the best case for him. More homework for me to do because I've only heard Run the Jewels, right. well, which I think is a great, a great thing. Good, good stuff, yeah, by those guys. But I think what they are together is different than what they are apart. Yeah, right. right. Michael is a different album than anything he's done in Run the Jewels. Um, purposefully, I think, and I yeah. think that's still true for his solo shit too, for LP solo shit. So I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to propose a top five of the shows, uh, top white rappers, and if if you guys want to to disagree, we can. But I think from the conversation that we had with the arms that we had, I think LP being one, I think it's fair. Uh, I think uh, Aesop being two, M being three. Uh, Paul I Wall. Know. I feel like Paul Wall might be three. He's on yeah, a whole more list. The debate is, is either yeah. Paul Wall. Okay, so then Paul Wall. Paul Wall three. I I think considering what our lists say, Paul Wall makes more sense at three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Paul Wall three. M four. And then just uh, a little craft fight. No, Alexa, John Cena. John Cena, top five rappers. Um. We said it. It and it is come like because I feel like if you put Bubba, if you put Bubba Sparks at five, I mean, I feel like you're just doing a lesser version of LP. Maybe action. I could be talking to Action Bronson five. I I respect that Action Bronson. I could take him at five. Yeah, I think Action Bronson is our fifth. I think we go LP. We go ASAP Rock, we go uh, Paul Wall, Eminem, and Action Bronson. I think that's it. I, I feel good about that. You know who's on our list? Post Malone, because fuck that. You can't have one hot song and get on our list. Uh, <laughs> you can't get on this list if you perform next to Pokemon. I'm sorry. That's just that's what it that is. That might be true. Hey. I'm sorry, White Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can't look like a Nazi and make music that we want to put on here. <laughs> that dude looks like he's straight out of American History X. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's made some decisions about his face tattoos. Yeah, grow some sure. hair back, my guy. At Listen, least. the magic community <laughs> will not stand for this of post Malone. Um, Lord. but yeah, uh, that's our list of our top five favorite white rappers. Uh, we we made a listicle, and actually, you know, I, I I thought this was pretty fun. I thought it was a great way of us doing this, this list. Um, we're, we're shaking it up. We we're shaking shake it up. Format up. I enjoyed uh, this. Yeah, Make me I feel enjoy- young again next time we do a list as well. No, 
Next list we're going to do video games. No, never. <laughs> never. I do want to do that. I want to do like a March Madness style bracket on the, I was either thinking like the wrestling, wrestling promos, which would be pretty fun. I feel like or I, me, even me though, as a person who watches a lot of it, I don't think I could name 16 wrestling promos that I remember. Right. Yeah. Or if we did it like the song wise, and I think it's very fun to have Emmett who may not have a lot of reference for all these songs to just hear the song and be like, why do you guys care about this glass break? It's like, but so cold would come out. (laughs) He wasn't there. He wasn't there. The gift of him popping up out the coffin. I know some things. Actually, wait, that's fucking Undertaker. I want to say. (laughs) I, um, my buddy Brooke, who, uh, my buddy Brooke, who I think is listening, um, uh, she has gotten into wrestling, uh, recently. And we were, <laughs> I had her watch uh, the Hell in the Cell, the Hell in the Cell, but the um, Money in the Bank during the COVID time. Uh, and oh, when, they're just, the, when they're at Titan Towers? <laughs> when they're at Titan Towers. And it's just and like. fucking Baron Corbin throws somebody off a roof. Good murders Lord. three people. Just throws Rey Mysterio off the roof of the of the <laughs> Titan Tower. Just murders. I was like, what the fuck? That, that, that wasn't as, I also showed her the, um. The Stone Cold promo, Stone Cold Day promo with no crowd. Oh, we're, and we're she was like, no crowd. Yeah, she was like, this is so weird. It's like that was weird. that was a great week because they didn't know what they were gonna do yet. Yeah, so they're like, we're just gonna pretend the crowd's there, but we're gonna make it like ironic, and we'll see how well this goes. And uh, it was really weird, but not, it was funny. Well. But I can see why they didn't do it again the next week. Yeah, <laughs> like go get every CRT monitor we have. We will get a Zoom call going. Yeah, I need the we, world's biggest Zoom call. We got to give you one. Uh, but Shout yeah. out to Ron DeSantis, who was like, "We don't care if you get COVID. Come work. <laughs> we <laughs> do not care. <laughs> we do not care." Uh, but yeah, uh, this is very fun. So if you guys want to see us do more of this, let us know. Um, we, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we are going to be trying to do these more often. Uh, what we're aiming for is at least once every two weeks. Twice a month, getting a show. Uh, we have our ongoing document of topics. We got stuff that we definitely want to talk about. So uh, we'll be back soon for you guys to listen. Uh, but about things that you guys are doing, uh, Emmett, what would you like to promote? I'm chilling, y'all. Uh, Spun 61 on whatever platform you're at. I'm trying to be a Blue Sky person now. I'm trying to like actually post there first. And not pick up the I'm, the cursed app. I'm bad at it. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Hey, I get it. They still got problems with fucking. I I don't want to scroll on Blue Sky and still see titties. Like, look, it, it was no. Fun I want. Wait, hold on. Well, I, I love the wrong Blue, Blue Sky. Sky. <laughs> I want that when I ask for it. <laughs> sure. I don't sure. want that just casually. Oh shit! It's on the front. You don't page. want the Instagramification where you you're in the elevator. You open up Instagram and it's just butt cheeks, and you're like, "How is how is this happening?" <laughs> Gabby, Gabby you? got me. Gabby got me following this Bayesian tube uh, channel on uh, fucking. Oh, so uh, your your algorithm's all fucked up. Oh, it's awful. Every time I open that shit at work, it's just ass, and I'm like, "Well, why? Why you? Is this what you want? Is this what you want?" <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, so yeah, just EJ Spun Six One. You'll see. You'll see me on the internet. I'm gonna be posting a lot about One Music Fest. I'm gonna see Kendrick again. I'm very excited. I'm gonna probably cry when he does Auntie Diaries. <laughs> and Janet Jackson. And Janet Jackson. Jackson. Yes, yes. I, Speaking I, of I'm titty, which you might see. 
Oh my lord. <laughs> nah, she's more likely to just do the y'all smoking in here thing again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all I got. EJ Spun 61 at your favorite place, wherever you're at. All right. Uh, Jarrett, what's going on with you and the Imagine Game Network? Uh, I'm reviewing a game I can't talk about yet. Um, uh, but if you want to see me talk about it, it is it'll be on Twitter. Um, right, sneak peek. This game is bad. <laughs> Great. Wow. Uh, also, you're on Element uh, 2. You're out. No, that game is actually <laughs> supposed to be the fucking banger. Yeah, it's actually probably uh, the exact opposite. Yeah, uh, you're also on kind of uh, kind of funny games daily. I talking I, about yeah. I was on the games uh, games cast talking about um, Assassin's, Creed, Assassin's right? Creed Mirage. Yeah, um, and, and somebody individual like yeah. I was listening to kind of funny and Jared just shot up. I was like yeah, dude does a yeah. lot of work. <laughs> I'll be on the I'll be on the screen. Um, that game good turns out. Uh, does. Ubisoft care? Probably not. Nah. <laughs> but if they need, if they needed encouragement to maybe make another one of these, please. Maybe I don't need a three hundred hour RPG. I don't need it. Maybe alternate like Call of Duty. Give us a three hundred hour RPG, then three years later another no. small intimate thing. I think I think <laughs> this is like this is what they did until they figure out what you know Infinite or Infinity is or whatever that is supposed to be. Yeah, um, this was clearly like maybe them trying to get like a little sassy on another Valhalla DLC, but mm-hmm. they were like, we can actually probably make a game out of this, and they did. Um, so I don't know, like I don't know if we should be expecting another one of these, but maybe they should. Maybe they should. Maybe That's they all should. I'm I will now stop holding my breath. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, you can follow me on Twitter on Blue. Well, no, it's Blue Sky. is something different. I should have just used Turbo Bison on Blue Sky. I didn't. I was a fool. You want another <laughs> invite code so y'all. I can just? I have <laughs> so many invite actually, codes. I, 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 I can't get rid of them now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, you can follow me on on things. Just look me up. Uh, and also TurboBison.com. That's a thing. Soon. Hey. Um, yeah, I'm gonna start. Did you, you post a hole in that? What's, what's going uh, on? <laughs> no, I am not. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm getting back into the writing thing. Oh. We're just getting things set up. So, uh, if you want to sign up for my blogs, not blogspot. Blogspot was <laughs> that showed my age. Cities, uh, what the fuck uh, is it? It's um, TurboBison.tumblr.com. What's yeah. the fucking writing <laughs> site? Substack. If you want to, you know, Substack. check my Substack. Uh, it's coming soon. Uh, uh, doing uh, currently uh, outlining stuff right now, talking about like the weird case of uh, games becoming old again. Uh, played through Sonic, which is pretty fun, enjoying it. Uh, but it for sure, Sonic, it's Sonic 4 that's finally come out. And like with Mario Wonder, I've, I've had some thoughts about how nostalgia can work if we are willing to move to a new, to a new state. So, mm. yeah. Working on that stuff, and like I said, this podcast, and also uh, uh, Live from the Full House, the show I do with Sonia Ballantyne about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, will be coming back as soon as SAG-AFTRA's deal gets done. So ah. AMTV, I, I'm just saying, no pressure, but I would like to do my show with my very talented friend. I need you guys to get the actors some money. Chop, so, chop. Get on it. Uh, but, 
Uh, for Jarrett, uh, for Emmett, I'm T.L. Foster. This has been Welcome to the Thing. And the greatest white rapper, as determined by us, is LP. Take your bow, sir. <laughs> LP, right. who blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> Unblock me and take your bow. Also, Unblock. shout out uh, Iggy Zale. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Gross. <laughs>